Blog Talk Radio. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. It is caught by Rachel! What a play! Touchdown! Confronting fear. It's the destiny of a Jedi. That ball is intercepted! Eagles meet up in Arizona for Super Bowl 57. 
How exciting is that? We've, we're going to do this commercial free today. We've got a whole guest of lineups caught up uh, with um, Adam Jividen, our uh, Super Brown fan, Super uh, Buckeye fan, Super Duper Cavs fan, and a Super uh, Guardians fan. Caught up with him and Adam Topper yesterday. Uh, to, to break down, and, and Adam is the first time he's ever been, Adam Tapper is the uh, first time he's ever been on uh, the ballots, so it was really good to catch up with him, as well as he's a big Eagles fan as well. So without further ado, we're going to jump on over uh, to this uh, pre-recorded session from yesterday, Adam and Adam, Super Bowl 23. All right, welcome back to the ballots. My name's Tom Michaels, El Presidente. It is Super Bowl Sunday, 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 Sunday. It is our Super Bowl special. We do this thing every year, no matter who's in the Super Bowl. And all we do is we talk about two teams, and we break down what got them here, what do they got to do to survive just one more game, an exciting matchup that we've got uh, today on tap. Oh, why not start your Super Bowl Sunday with us? You got plenty of time for the Puppy Bowl. Yes, that's a pregame tradition. Trust me. Uh, you got time for the Puppy Bowl. You got time for the extended day-long coverage on Fox beginning at 1 o'clock and all day long through the game. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, making a return with Patrick Mahomes. Then we've got the Philadelphia Eagles and Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and our SI and SI.com is in Arizona today. Uh, and he will be calling in just a little bit later. Actually, we're having to tape him. Uh, but, uh, you know, speaking of taping, we're, we're getting, we're going to, we did some taping yesterday with our great guy, Adam Jividen, great p- friend of the show, and uh, his uh, friend, Adam Tapper, is the first uh, time he's, he's a balanced rookie. So we'll, we'll go easy on him. Uh, but he's going to give us some uh, deep insight to the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So we've got two matchups today, guys. And we are, uh, I should, uh, for purposes of disclaimer, we caught up with you guys yesterday morning on Saturday uh, to get this tape so we could get this ready uh, for the Super Bowl special today. Uh, so... Uh, let's we we starting off with Adam Jividen, which is our uh, Super Brown fan, Super Colt fan, uh, not Colt fan. I'm I'm gonna make him one Super Brown fan, <laughs> Super Cavs fan, Super Duper Cavs fan, Super Guardians fan, and the Super uh, Ohio State Buckeye fan uh, joins us. Uh, Adam, I appreciate you joining us. We'll start out with you, and then we're going to go to your to your friend Adam Tapper and. And in his first time on, on the balance, and hopefully not the last. Adam, real quickly, I, I know uh, that uh, you typically come on talk college football with us, uh, but uh, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles doing battle out in the desert today. Uh, what are your thoughts of the matchup? You know, I think this is a matchup I, I was dreaming about kind of all season. There's so many layers to this, to this game. You've got Andy Reid going for his second Super Bowl title against the team that he essentially became established and known for it, with the Philadelphia Eagles. You've got Patrick Mahomes and that, uh, that concept of legacy of him chasing Tom Brady uh, for Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl championships. Uh, you've got, from, a, from a, for the Colts' local perspective, you've got our old offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, um, chasing a Super Bowl after – you know, he was 
he he moved on and took a good chunk of the staff with him from the Colts and Frank Reich. The issues that I've had with how Frank was let go. Um, this is just this is the game everybody was hoping for. It's the two best teams in the NFL, um, and and it's the the two quarterbacks who have played the best all season uh, in Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Very different offenses, but this could be one of those all-time Super Bowls that everybody looks back on. And you go, I remember when and where I was when this happened. Well, let's uh, introduce uh, our, our new guest who's never been on the show before and a balanced rookie, Mr. Adam Tapper. Adam, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today, Tom? Hey, fantastic. Thank you for catching up with us and, and talking some uh, Super Bowl with us on our annual Super Bowl special. I understand that you're a diehard Eagles fan. Absolutely. Uh, Donovan McNabb and Andy put us through a lot in the 2000s, but we stuck with them here, and the last five years have been a bit of a roller coaster, but the highest of highs for sure. Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy ride over the last five years, but certainly, you know, not since we uh, have uh, had seen have seen it like this, really since the, this, the era back maybe a little bit before your age, when the Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys were going back-to-back to back to in the Super Bowls oftentimes. So this happens. So let me – let's just kind of break it down from a fan's perspective. What are your thoughts of Jalen Hurts uh, um, and Patrick Mahomes? You know, I think with Jalen Hurts, it all comes down to how that right shoulder is feeling. Um, he had a lot of great games early in the season. Um, there's a, a bit of a narrative that Jalen can't throw the ball or he's, he's a runner first. And I, I'm not sure where that comes from other than previous seasons. Because looking at this year, he had a number of 300-yard games, a number of 70-plus completion yard games. Uh, and the Chiefs, pass rush outside of Chris Jones isn't that great. So if that right shoulder is healthy, I think he's going to be able to throw us to victory in this game. And as for Patrick Mahomes, everyone knows he's one of the greatest we've ever seen do it. Uh, Absolutely terrifies me. Uh, Even with a weaker receiving corpse this year, it it hasn't seemed to matter. So I think we've got our, our hands full, especially in the middle of the defense where our linebacker unit is probably one of our weaker units. It's definitely going to be a, a good game, and I believe a high-scoring game. So, Adam, let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on uh, Jay, uh, on Hertz not getting the uh, MVP? Honestly, it, the Eagles fan in me believes that he was deserving of the MVP, but I I have to admit, I think the voters got it right at number two. I think looking at what the Chiefs did this year with letting Tyreek Hill go, with starting five or six rookies on defense, and the team taking no step back at all, that's entirely a testament to Patrick. I think Jalen definitely has the better team surrounding him, um, but he was certainly the engine that made us go, as you can see with those two games that Gardner Minshew played that didn't look quite as good. So I'm disappointed for him, but I think it's all going to work out because he's going to get the Super Bowl MVP. So I always like to ask people this uh, when I find out who they're a big fan of, especially the first time they come on the show. And, and I know that I ask uh, Adam Jividen, our, uh who's been on the show for a good number of years now, but how did you become a uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan? Do you, do you have roots there, or did you just wake up one morning as a kid and said, you know, I'm going to fly, Eagle fly? <laughs> 
Um, so I grew up in, in the Chicagoland area in the late 90s, okay. early 2000s, so right around the time that they drafted Donovan McNabb. And quite simply, there weren't a lot of quarterbacks of color at that time. So just being a little kid watching the games, Donovan McNabb looked like me, reminded me of myself. And I also really <laughs> loved their black jerseys. I just thought that uh-huh. was really cool. So uh, I've been following them ever since. Okay, so it was a more of a, of a route with Donovan McNabb to the Eagles kind of situation yeah. then. Got yeah. it. Love it. Great story. Adam, give it in. We're going to uh, shift gears over to you real quick. I know that you got uh, people destroying your home there, but uh, we appreciate you bringing uh, the other Adam. I, as I may, made a joke on, you know, hey, we're we're splitting the Adams today, so this is going to be a very explosive show. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he gets the MVP. We we were no. I, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. To be quite honest with you, they're my my uh, second favorite AFC team. Obviously, I'm a Colts guy, and uh, yes, I, I probably should be wearing a bag over my head, and it should be us there. But no, no, not really. Who am I kidding? There's no way it would have been us there today. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes has really uh, is a very inspiring story, much like uh, Jalen Hurts. And there's a lot of storylines here in this the Super Bowl. We'll try to get to some of them while we got you on. But we're going to be on all day long. Uh, we've got Matt Hicks, a uh, local uh, radio guy here in Indianapolis. We've got uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show joining us. We've got Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast. And we've got Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. So we've got, over the next two hours, we've got a lot of time breaking down the the, the storylines, but as we look at the Kansas City uh, Chiefs side of the line, what are your thoughts? You know, I as I look at the Chiefs, the, the, the concern that that I have facing the Eagles is the Eagles put up nearly historic sack totals, and if Patrick Mahomes, if that ankle, which which if we watched it during the Bengals, that ankle was not right. Um, especially towards the end. He really started feeling it. So what would be, you know, the fourth quarter winning time, he's not going to be able to avoid guys like Hassan Reddick um, and uh, Brandon Graham and all. I mean, the Eagles just have a relentless number of pass rushers. Uh, and, and that's the thing is, is that, and Reddick's kind of the one that gets the, the most pub right now because, He's, he ended the year with 17 and a half sacks, just one behind Nick Bosa, um, who won Defensive Player of the Year uh, for the season. But the thing is, is that Reddick is able to do that because they've got those ridiculous defensive tackles inside, with uh, you know headlined by Indomitian Sue um, going for his second Super Bowl title, um, won the first one with Tampa. But he's free because of what they're able to do and how they're able to tie things up, and then they have lockdown corners. Um, and some some great safeties. So I, I just I look at the Eagles defense first, and mm-hmm. then and then on the other side of of the ball for the Chiefs, the Chiefs are very banged up at wide receiver. Uh, they they were running out basically Travis Kelsey and some dudes from the street by the end of that Bengals game. And Travis Kelsey is is an all time tight end, but. He's still just yeah. one dude, and they'll be able to match up, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on him. Um, I wonder some of the times that he flexes out right. I think you see James Bradbury on him, and Bradbury uh-huh. is a monster. Uh, so I just – I look at the Chiefs, and I go, I don't know that with how banged up they were at the end of that game against Cincinnati 
that they're going to be able to keep up, and, and we can see the Eagles just pound them <laughs> on both sides of the ball. Well, you know, you said uh, Travis Kelsey's just one guy. He's actually two, and that's another dad joke for Sunday morning. Here's another storyline that we're going to get into. So we'll, we're going to swing back over to the other Adam, Adam Tapper. I'm obviously referring to uh, Kelsey's brother. Uh, but there is that storyline between the, the two Kelseys. We're going to dive deeper into that storyline between the, the, the two a little bit later on in the show. But, Adam, what are your thoughts, brother against brother, in the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know. It probably has happened. I, I didn't do a thorough research on it. But certainly hasn't happened. I, I mean, we've got we have brothers. Don't get me wrong. We have brothers that have played and are playing the Super Bowl. Obviously, the most notable brothers that have played in Super Bowls are the Manning brothers, but not at the same time. They didn't play each other. So, what are you, what are your thoughts about that storyline? Honestly, my first thought was, what was their mom feeding them? I mean, to have two sons that are not only both professional athletes, but multiple-time all-pros, I have to figure out what she was doing uh, for my own kids. Um, But if you don't love this storyline, you don't love sports. I mean, this is everything that sports is about. Check your fault. Travis, exactly. And, you know, Travis crediting Jason as his mentor, both of them being leaders, hard workers. And Jason Kelsey's story is incredible. Um, Played multiple positions in high school. Um, got on the team at Cincinnati, had to walk on, and when Brian Kelly came in, Brian said, I want you to play O-line, and Jason said, all right, put me on scholarship, and I'll do it. So um, just his ability and how he had to move around and really persevere, be a late-round pick, and become where he is, it's just incredible. I'm happy for both of them. Well, Adam, I'm so glad you're able to join us today on the balance uh, on Super Bowl special. Obviously, your Philadelphia Eagles are are in the Super Bowl. Fly, Eagles, fly. And I'm going to be flying with you uh, later on today when it comes on. I I, uh, am typically would have rooted for the Chiefs. I'll put it that way if the Chiefs have been playing anybody else but the Philadelphia Eagles. But I have been following the Eagles for a long time. And then Ed Kraft is going to be on the show, has been on our show for a long, long time, many, many years. And uh, so uh, I, I have to fly Eagles fly with you. One of the questions that I know that everyone is asking, probably yourself as well, and, and maybe there's a good answer for it, but really what is the key to stopping Patrick Mahomes or at least limiting the damage you can do? I mean, as, as what we, we saw this season, we thought people said, well, surely Mahomes will regress without Tyree Kill. Uh, this will be the year uh, Mahomes is dethroned in the AFC, blah, blah, blah. Insert text here. Nobody thought that Patrick Mahomes would be able to put it back together. Now that he's hurt, only they'll never be able to make it through the playoffs. Now that in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, now we've got to ask, what does the Eagles got to do? You know, what's the key here to, to stopping uh, Patrick Mahomes? I think there's two things. Um, first, we have to play our game. And so the Eagles are top five in first quarter scoring and number one in second quarter scoring. The second quarter tends to be where we really put opponents away. So if we can start quickly and put the Chiefs in a 10 to 14 point hole to where we know we've eliminated the threat of the run, which Andy Reid doesn't like to run anyway. So at the first sign of adversity, he will abandon it. So if we can eliminate that threat and get where we know he's passing down, then our pass rush can come after him. And also, while Patrick had an excellent season, this is not an explosive Kansas City offense. Travis Kelsey is not beating you down the field for 40 yards. 
Valdez Scantling is their only threat that can kind of do that, but he also only catches about half of his targets, so he doesn't scare me too much. So if we can get them behind where they're having to dink and dunk down the field, then we can run the ball, play keep away like we typically do in the second half. I, I just do not want this to be a one-score game late in the fourth quarter because I think that's where you allow Patrick to make his magic. You know, you make a valid point there, Adam. We'll go back over to the other Adam here to talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, uh, as, as Adam pointed out quite correctly, they don't have a, an explosive offense, and the Chiefs have been wildly successful under Andy Reid, and certainly the, the, there's an Eagles connection there as well. But I, I'm curious, and what I maybe would want to di- dive deeper into, what is the discourse like if Kansas City would be – what would be the discourse be like in Kansas City and the Kansas City fan base, if they lose this game and Andy and, and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes only have one Super Bowl title to show for five straight AFC Championship game appearances, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm curious about that. I mean, I guess it's a win-loss record type of thing. But what what are your thoughts? What what we always like to say, and I don't have any room to talk being a Colts fan, but we always like to say, you know. You could get to the big game, but you can't win the big game. They won at one time, so we'll give them that. Uh, but uh, how gutted will the Chiefs be if they lose to the Eagles today? I mean, honestly, the way that I look at it, I don't know that they would be, largely because of what the future still holds. They've got still, like, a boatload of picks coming and cap space available because of the Tyreek Hill trade. They have been extremely smart um, in how they've utilized draft selections. Uh, Creed Humphrey has established himself as maybe the second-best center in the league behind Jason Kelsey, ironically, um, uh, for the Eagles. And Creed Humphrey was a third-round pick. Um, that front office has, has, is now to the point where they know what they're looking for in the draft, and they are almost always – able to find it um, at a round that is unexpected. And then we see that person produce. Another good example of that, now running backs, it's a little easier to find people that can produce, but Isaiah Pacheco, who was their starting running back, uh, was at Rutgers last year, and he was a late seventh-round pick. If you are a late seventh-round pick, you shouldn't be starting at running back in the Super Bowl. It's usually just how it goes. But they had Jared McKinnon, and they looked and they said, we need somebody that's a little bit more of a physical hammer-style running back, straight line, downhill, one cut and go, and that's what they found in, in, in Isaiah Pacheco. Um, and they do this every year. I also think there's a little bit to the aspect of, with Patrick Mahomes, at least from my perspective, dude has just had some bad luck. Uh, you know, he wasn't healthy in the Super Bowl against Tampa, and that offensive line was a disaster. And, you know, he's not – fully healthy going into this game. I look at it as a, for me, it's a very similar argument to the one that we actually have with Jordan and LeBron. LeBron got Cavaliers teams in particular to the NBA finals that without anybody else had no business even making it to a conference championship. If you put almost any other quarterback as under center in Kansas city, I don't know. They even make the conference championship game. But because Patrick Mahomes is that good, they're in the Super Bowl yet again, going for his third his third title. 
So I, I don't know if you're a Chiefs fan. If you don't win this game, I I, I mean, they will have to be the, de- the the favorite to win the AFC again next year. Um, now, will it happen? Who knows? But that's what they have built in Kansas City is a roster that will be able to compete at a very high level for a very long time. We'll go back over you to Adam Tapper, rookie to the balance. Uh, uh, we've, we've been easy on you, but now it's time for you to put your thinking cap on. Let's, we're going to uh, break down the – we'll start with the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles, which is obviously one of the most potent weapons that they have. Uh, but the Philadelphia Eagles have got to uh, put together a game plan. If you're in the, the war room with Andy Reid, if you will, and you're, and you're having a whiteboard exercise, what does it look like for you – as a fan, the Philadelphia Eagles have got to do address and, and make sure that they take care of business today. Yeah, I mean, I think it all starts with getting Andy Reid to abandon the run. So a, a little poorly kept secret about the Eagles this year, the team has not been good against the run. Um, I think we're about 20th in rushing our uh, rush defense. And Kansas City, while they don't run the ball a lot, they do run it very effectively at nearly five yards a carry. So I do not want Isaiah Pacheco getting 20 touches in this game. So if we can stop the run early and put them behind, you can get Andy Reid to abandon the game there. And then I think it simply becomes don't let anyone get behind you. If Patrick Mahomes has to drive the ball six, eight yards at a time, eventually their receivers are going to drop passes. As Adam mentioned, there's a number of practice squad guys out there and some of the guys that are going to play are hurt or Kadarius Tony, who has never met a ball he didn't want to drop. So I think that if you can do that, shrink the field, shorten the game, we can really limit their offense. Let's go ahead and flip uh, over to the other side of the line there to the offense, obviously led by Jalen Hurts, and a very, very exciting uh, offense to watch as well. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have got to have put points on the board. and I, I fear from what I've seen, and just, this, just from what I've seen this year uh, with, the, with the Philadelphia Eagles and the games they've lost, they, they, they have to – be able to put points on the board to put them on early. Uh, you're the offensive coordinator uh, right now for the Philadelphia Eagles going into the Super Bowl uh, with the with the Kansas City Chiefs. What's what's your game plan? I want to attack the middle of the field. I think someone that's getting very little coverage leading up to this Super Bowl is Dallas Goddard. I think he can apply a lot of pressure to, to Kansas City. Uh, they struggled against George Kittle earlier this year when they played the 49ers, and Goddard has a nearly identical build and similar speed to Kittle. And so if we can get him matched up on some of their smaller rookie corners or some of their linebackers, I think that's going to uh, force them to play a little softer in the middle of the field, which will open up that run game. And then on the outside, we need to take some deep shots early and often to continue to, to soften that defense. I think A.J. Brown is due for a big game, and I think he wants it more than any of the fans even want it for him. And when it comes to Devontae Smith, he and Jalen Hurts have rarely been high volume when targeting each other. Uh, Jalen clearly prefers A.J. Brown, but Devontae Smith has a penchant for the spectacular. Um, looking at next-gen stats today, he has two of the ten most improbable catches in the league this year. So I just want to throw it up to those guys on the outside, stretch the middle of the field, and I think that's going to open up 
the, the running game and some of the creative things we can do in the RPO game with Jalen Hurts. While we still got you guys here, I appreciate you guys catching up with us on a Saturday morning. Uh, to read disclaim our disclaimer at the beginning here, uh, we called up with you guys yesterday morning uh, to be able to, to tape this segment uh, for today. So we really appreciate you you doing that uh, with us, uh, both the Adams. Uh, you know, this has got Adam Adam Jividen. <laughs> Uh, this has got all the earmarks to be a, a very explosive game, or on the other hand, it's got all the earmarks to be a very disappointing game. Oftentimes, we we get all caught up in the hype and the buildup of what should be a, a, a historic game, and it doesn't lead up to expectations. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs are four three and zero, and first in the AFC, and the Philadelphia Eagles also fourteen three and zero, first in the in the NFC. Uh, you know. Neutral ground, if you will, Glendale, Arizona. If you've got to be stuck somewhere for a week, there's a place to be. That was what Ed was telling me earlier this week, uh, even though it is 12, 15 hours a day uh, since he's been there on Tuesday. I'm uh, excited to talk with him later on in the show today. Um, but uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, let's start with you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice as always. Uh, Adam, tell us, about, like we just did with the other Adam, uh, offense, defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. What what has to happen here? What, if you're the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, what's your game plan today? <clears throat> I, I think as I kind of mentioned they have to be able to run the ball um, and and use both running backs efficiently. Pacheco is it, they've kind of got that thunder and lightning um, with Pacheco being the the, the hammer. Um, and then Jareth McKinnon kind of catching the ball out of the backfield. He'll be good for some of those, like, edge sweep plays. Um, and then they they need Kelsey and Mahomes to do things that only those two guys <laughs> oftentimes can do. Um, I, think, I think you're going to – for them to win this game, Travis Kelsey has to have at least, like, 150 yards and two touchdowns, like, I, it, at minimum. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a game where they need their stars to come out and be their best, and I think Kansas City, in this scenario, wants as high a scoring as possible to give um, Mahomes more shots at the ball. If the Eagles are able to grind the clock down using their phenomenal run game. That's not great. The, the the Chiefs need as many bites of the apple to put up seven as they can get, knowing that Mahomes is going to do everything he can uh, to make sure that happens. We're talking with Adam Jividan, a super Browns fan, a super uh, Buckeyes fan, super duper Cavaliers fan, also a pretty super Guardians fan in the all-around super guy who's been on the show for a good number of years. And bringing on with him today is a balanced rookie, uh, Adam Tapper. Uh, guys, uh, I know that I'm, I'm kind of a betting man, and I know, uh, Adam, you and I kind of just bounce around things each week for fun. <clears throat> but uh, we'll start with you, Adam. The, I haven't seen the spread today, being Sunday, where the, the game is, because it's not Sunday yet. We're taping it. So I don't know what the final spread is. But the last I checked was well, the Philadelphia, obviously, by one and a half. This is a really tight uh, money line game. Uh, over and under is 50. Uh, what, what are your thoughts uh, if you're uh, pulling out your DraftKings app today, if you even use that, or Caesars, or whether other apps you do? A lot of people bet 
on the Super Bowl just for fun. So I always the disclaimer, guys, just do what you can do for fun. Don't don't make it something all serious in your life because a lot more important things than winning money, um, but uh, earning money or winning money. So this should be one and the same, right? Adam, what are your thoughts about the spread and and and, and what are your takeaways uh, for today's game? Could you repeat again? What was the uh, what was the spread again, Tom? Oh, I was talking to the other Adam, but you can answer too. Uh, the, the spread, as I oh, the last I checked, is one and a half, um, and it's uh, heavily what, what favored I'm doing toward with the spread. Is I'm not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that close, no way. <laughs> yeah, it's one and a half spread. And at least it it, it is um, today on Saturday when we're we're uh, taping it. All right, guys, we got to let you go here because I, I, I promised you I'd keep you to a quick 30 minutes. We went over for a little bit, but we've got to take a quick survey. Uh, Adam Tapper, first of all, what's your favorite uh, Super Bowl food to have? You know, got to have your wings. You got to have your pigs in the blankets, your nachos, your tater tots, all the above. What is it? I think it's definitely lemon pepper wings, and they're going to taste even better when the Eagles win. <laughs> I like lemon pepper wings. Where do you get them at? Or do you make them? Uh, I make them. Oh, great, great. Uh-oh, we may have a competition going. You don't know this about me, Adam Tapper, but I'm a world-famous chef. And <laughs> everything I make is world-famous. So uh, my granddaughter says to me, he goes, she goes, why do you say everything you, you every time you cook, it's world-famous? I'm like, because everything I make is world-famous. I, I make yummy stuff. I'm a big chili guy, a big ribs guy. But uh, Melissa's going to be making some um, uh, buffalo chicken dip today, and we're going to go over to some friend's house, and they got some chili going. So I'm not cooking uh, this year, but uh, I'm excited to – I'm always excited about it. Uh, Adam Tapper also, uh, outside of the game itself, well, we've got the halftime show. <laughs> I've been, let's just say, less than impressed by the halftime show in the last few years. What do you think about this year's halftime show? I think Rihanna is going to do a great job. I think she's a, a very creative performer, been out of the spotlight for a bit. I think this is going to really get her name back out there again. Okay, Adam, same, other Adam, same questions to you. What's your what's your go-to food, uh, guilty pleasure, if you will, on uh, Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know. I just I don't know that I have like that primary thing. I always get, even though the Browns has never been in the Super Bowl, I always just get anxious to watch it, and I just, like, graze. And usually it's, like, tortilla chips and some sort of queso. Like, <laughs> I'll have, like, a little bit in the first quarter, a little bit in the third quarter, and then that's it. And then I get home and I realize I haven't eaten for, like, six hours. So, for me, I think my Super Bowl tradition is usually, like, a sandwich at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, if you like to graze, like I mentioned earlier today, uh, uh, Melissa's making some buffalo chicken dip, and I'm telling you what, not many things are better than what I cook, but that's 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 pretty good pretty good stuff. Uh, what are your thoughts on this year's uh, halftime lineup? Uh, I mean, I – Last year kind of had that, like, hip-hop nostalgia thing. I'm curious to see who Rihanna brings with her. And if she's going to do, like, the songs that people remember, like, I, or if she's going to do, like, new ones that no one knows. Uh, I know, like, you know, that she had, like, that run, um, like, when I was in college that was really, really good. Um, and I, I don't know if it was her <laughs> biggest song during that period, but everybody remembers the Umbrella song. 
Um, I don't know how many she's going to do. I personally would love to see, and this is a a, a, a shout out to um, uh, lips, the lip sync battle. I'd love to see Tom Holland come out and redo his uh, dance that he did the umbrella um, on extreme lip sync battle. That was amazing. So yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to the game. I I. I told you week one, Eagles were my favorite for the entire season, and I'm rolling with it. You know, we're we're based here. We're national show all over the United States, uh, all over the world for that matter, because we got some pretty awesome podcasts going on here too. Uh, but we're based here in Indianapolis, the west suburbs of Indianapolis, high atop the Ballot Studios. Uh, India, Indy connect, Indianapolis connection uh, to the Super Bowl babyface is obviously from Indianapolis. And a 12-time Grammy Award winning will be singing America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl. So there you go. If you needed that indie connection, there you go. Real quickly, Adam Tapper, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, are, you're, are you uh, uh, on, on the Twitter or any, any type of social media like that, or are you just, you're just there, out there? One of the few that I'm aren't just, on I'm just media. out there hanging, hanging <laughs> around in the shadows. <laughs> hey, that's that's uh, you gotta gotta look out for what lurks in lurks in the shadows. Super Bowl commercials. Uh, what are your thoughts? I love them. I have to admit, I, I, I'm a sucker for Super Bowl commercials. I'm a, also a sucker for the uh, a few years ago when Budweiser released a little uh, puppy dog and he was all lost. <laughs> Super Bowl commercials, yay or nay? Uh, I'm a Super Bowl commercial fan, but not when my team's playing in it. I just want to get back to the game. So this year I'll probably be more annoyed by the commercials, but normally I enjoy them. I enjoy them as long as they don't go way off into hippie land, and that's another story for another conversation for another show. (laughs) But if they can keep it, like, fun and not all this uh, political stuff, we'd be be in uh, great shape. Okay, guys. First of all, Adam, I don't know Adam Tapper. I don't know. Do you have dogs? Uh, I do not, but I have in the past. Okay. We know Adam has dogs, and everybody in the world knows that I have three dogs, my my three fur babies. I have two kids, and both of my kids have plenty of dogs, so we're a big dog family. Uh, my grandkids love the dogs. I love the dogs. So how can you not love dogs? And the great cause is the puppy bowl. You gotta watch the puppy bowl. You gotta watch. tell me. Tell me you got it in your heart, Adam Tapper, to watch the puppy bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, the puppy bowl is great. <laughs> it's great. I found that four or five years ago, and you know, and I found it just surfing. Like I get caught up in watching the whole day long coverage of, of of the Super Bowl, uh, and, and every topic and every storyline, and then I found the puppy bowl. I'm like, this is this is a must have. Adam Jividen, puppy bowl. I've watched it in the past. I don't watch it every year. It's one of those things that I usually forget about, and then, like, I see the highlights, and I'm like, aww. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for Oliver to really get into the Puppy Bowl, but um, we'll, we'll see. I love the Puppy Bowl. And, you know, there is going to be a puppy from Indianapolis there, too. So there is that, that connection. Guys, I appreciate you joining us. We went over uh, a few minutes. Uh, so I, I, I don't have to ask you, uh, you, Adam Tapper, who you think will win the game. But I, the Eagles are – I'm going to save my official pick till later on in the day, but I kind of tip my hat as well. But, Adam Jividen, do you have an official pick for us for Super Bowl 57? I told you. I hinted at it. 
Eagles were my pick to win the Super Bowl in the pre on our preseason you know, NFL special. You were right. I'm You're sticking with it. Right. I'm sticking with it. I'm going <laughs> Eagles over Chiefs. I'm going to say it's a high-scoring game, and I'm going to say 48-42. Well, we wow. we've got we've got it down there. Melissa's got your 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 uh, pick down there. So uh, we'll see we'll see how things go, guys. I really do appreciate you joining us, uh, Adam Tapper. You don't have to. Uh, the Eagles don't have to be in the Super Bowl to join us. You can join us at any time. You're always 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 welcome. I appreciate you joining us, and Adam Jevin, I appreciate you joining us as well. Thanks for catching up with us on a Saturday morning. You guys have a great weekend, and go fly Eagles fly. Super Bowl Sunday it is our Super Bowl special. We do this thing every year. Uh, we just uh, played an interview that I taped yesterday with Adam Jividen, our uh, Super Browns fan, uh, Super uh, Buckeyes fan, uh, Super Duper Cavs fan. I'm really Cleveland, Ohio, what have you. And then uh, Adam Tapper joined us as well as he's a, an Eagles guy. But joining us now, the one, the only, Matt Hicks, the legend. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, are you ready for for a a great day of football? Yeah, I think so. I think, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think. Oh, we'll, I thought you know, were... we'll see. Should be a good one. Yep, it's going to be very very exciting. And as we talked about a little bit in this last segment, uh, Matt, this has the potential to be a very good uh, historic Super Bowl. You got two. Uh, number one seeds uh, coming up together. Last time it happened, ironically, actually was with the Eagles five years ago, and they went on to beat uh, the uh, favorite Patriots. So this year the roles are turned around a little bit, and the Eagles are the ones who are the favorites. So let's let's hope that history doesn't repeat itself in that way. Because I'm fly Eagles flying. I know uh, you know most people are Kansas City around here, but uh, we've been following the Eagles and talking the Eagles for so many years on this show. You know, I almost gotta you almost gotta say, hey, go go Eagles. So let's uh, let's look at it from your perspective there as you look at the two teams. Obviously, the the elephants in the room are the are the two quarterbacks, uh, Patrick Mahomes with Kansas City and Hurts um, with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, really at the toward the beginning of the season, everybody had their their doubts. There were a lot of naysayers, especially with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, this is the year where he gets dethroned in the in the AFC. Blah 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 blah. Well, nonetheless, here we go again. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl again. Can he win another one? I'm not sure. But uh, Jalen Hurts also uh, had his own uh, injury uh, situations as well. And so you had two, the number one and number two uh, MVP candidates going up together uh, in in the, in the historic uh, uh, matchup as well. So what are your thoughts when you look at these two quarterbacks? Well, they're just you know they're both they're both very um, interesting quarterbacks and. Um, Jalen Hurts is really the the surprise of this 
of this group and, and, and kind of the darling of the NFL because, you know, here's a mm-hmm. second-round draft choice brought into Philly to kind of maybe challenge Carson Wentz. Um, you, know, may, you know, lots of controversy around the draft choice, if you recall. The owner you know, reportedly maybe made the draft choice or you know, uh, pushed for the draft choice and coach didn't really want to move away from, from Wentz or, or maybe vice versa, depending on the reports you read. You know, they had, these great, they had this great success with Wentz and Foles. They move on. And you kind of look at them like they're crazy, right? They win a Super Bowl, essentially with Carson Wentz, and they bail on him after an injury-plagued season. And, and, in, and in hindsight, they look like now geniuses because Carson Wentz has completely forgotten how to play football, will likely, maybe, possibly, not even be in the league next year. And if he is, it will mm-hmm. certainly be as a backup. Um, so, it, you know, Philadelphia comes out of this looking like uh, – the, having the Midas touch, anything they touch turns to gold. Hertz has played phenomenal when healthy this season. Now, however, not healthy right now. Shoulder issues uh, will impact this game, I think. Um, it appears Mahomes' ankle is healthy. So it'll be very interesting to see how these two quarterbacks fare against each other. Now, the difference, I think, in this game will be Philadelphia's defense. They have found a way to pressure quarterbacks all year long with a, you know, honestly, a relatively average defensive line. But they have, you know, they've added some veterans. And uh, I just tend to lean towards your, what you're thinking. You know, Philadelphia's defense, I think, is going to be the difference here. These quarterbacks are going to put on a show. And I don't know if it's going to be a, you know, a 48 42 game, but I think it's going to be a high scoring game that's close. And it might be a one score game in the fourth quarter, even. I think, I think we're going to see a good game. Now, of course, every time we think that, it's a blowout. So <laughs> we'll, we'll exactly. have to see. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're talking with Matt Hicks. Uh, I've certainly been around the local media here in Indianapolis for a long time. This is our annual Super Bowl special. Thank you for joining us on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you know, when you look at these two quarterbacks, Matt, they're really, really very similar, statistically speaking. Uh, you know, the overall grade for Patrick Mahomes is 91.5, third overall quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 84.8 overall grade, fifth, fifth overall quarterback. But what I find interesting is when you look at their use of the play action, for example, um, the, the, the Mahomes uses uh, the play action 94.2, Hurts uses it 81.2, Mahomes uh, it, without the play, play actions, 85.1, and Hurts, 81.8. The biggest surprise is that Hurts is better without play action, which is rare in this league. And Mahomes, on the other hand, is graded significantly higher with the play action because we know that's kind of where his, his game is and his baseball throw, if you will. Uh, I call it the baseball throw. Uh, so when you look at statistically speaking, if that's part of your thought pattern, this is going to – turn out to be a very very close game uh the spread I, I checked the spread just a few minutes ago and it's one and a half with an over and yeah. over and under of 51 so this is gonna by if you follow yeah. the stats this is going to be a tight game you will have a tight high scoring game which is kind of what we're all thinking um and i think that does you know it, it lends itself to that i mean philadelphia is going to probably uh, run the ball or try to run the ball quite a bit with both Hertz and, and Sanders and the, and the running backs stable. 
that that could keep that score down a little bit, but I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with Vegas on this one. I'm I'm leaning towards a high scoring game and I'm I haven't placed my little exciting wagers yet, but I'm leaning towards the over <laughs> on this. Um as well. So yeah, it's <clears throat> it is interesting when you talk about Hurts and the play action because because, you know, I think we'll come to define the RPO as play action too, and obviously he runs a lot of RPO. Um, which is not quite the same as play action, but it is in that same, you know, uh, uh, cloud. You know, it's in that same atmosphere of each other. Sure. So when, I think when you combine the RPO and the play action of Hurts, I mean, you see him with those choices at the line of scrimmage pretty much every play. And, <clears throat> you know, listen, I mean, 32 teams missed out on this guy. You know, they, they, who who knew? Um, that he mm-hmm. would, his game would, would transfer to the NFL as well as it has. And it has. There's no question. This is a, this is a modern quarterback for a mo- the modern NFL that, that gives lots of control and decision-making to the quarterback. And he makes the right decisions. There's just no question about it. Um, I wouldn't call his offense it, – it's high-powered certainly with A.J. Brown and Sanders and um, uh, Goddard. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, whose weapons would you choose? Would you choose, you know, Kelsey mm-hmm. and that crew, or would you choose Philadelphia's? I, I think most people would probably lean towards Kansas City. So, you know, he's, he's, he may have, you know, by not much, the lesser of the two groups, but he, he's, he's, that offense is, is – it's been overshadowed by that defense several times this year, and they're no slouch. I mean, there's a reason they're in the Super Bowl. Philadelphia has been essentially the best team all year. So I, I tend to think when you combine that RPO and that play action, Hertz is, Hertz is set up to have great success in that offense. And, of course, Mahomes is the MVP. So, I mean, again, we come right. back to it should be a very high-flying game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, it's an exciting game. We're going to talk. I want to talk in a moment here about the the whole Kelsey storyline. Uh, but certainly, one of the, the there's a lot of key players that the Chiefs have a lot of weapons. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, uh, and then uh, there's a lot of key weapons on the field. I guess is what I'm trying to say on both sides of the team. Uh, you know, uh, AJ Brown uh, with the with the Eagles, Miles Sanders, and then you've got Pukachu. Uh, <laughs> One of the go-to players for the Chiefs when they get close to the goal line, and as you just mentioned, Jalen Hurts' quarterback sneak has been very de- deadly for Philadelphia. It's re- really fun to watch both of those quarterbacks. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Let's, let's move on to another fun storyline, if you will. For the first time in history, a pair of brothers are on opposite side of the Super Bowl with the Chiefs tied in Travis Kelsey and the Eagles sender Jason Kelsey. Uh, they are both uh, pro bowlers and uh, uh, and all pros and both playing at very high level. Uh, you know, their their mother, Donna, you know, has been the unexpected star uh, of the week, uh, you know, uh, bringing cookies to the opening night me- uh, media event. Who doesn't like a mom that brings cookies? But you got to ask yourself, <laughs> what did she feed those boys growing up? Because they both big boys. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they are both, you know, really a, a great um, – team to watch i i know that um travis i think is the youngest one he had some substance abuse issues in college 
but and Jason is the kind of one who kind of went you know, to the bathroom and said, "Hey, let's let's give this kid another chance." And they did, and he took advantage of it. So that's a great feel good story. Uh, but uh, you know, there, there was a, a media social media picture of their their mom Donna wearing a jersey of both the Eagles and the Chiefs sewed together into one jersey. So when you look at this Kelsey Brothers storyline, it's always in, in the Super Bowl, and no matter who's playing, we always find some really cool storylines. But this has to be one of the coolest. I mean, we've had brothers play well, in the Super Bowl at different times, of course, the Mannings and that sort of stuff. But never have right. we had them playing against each other uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it is fun. That's a that's a fun thing. And, um, you know, uh, m- mom's got to do uh, play du- double role. She's she's going to have to console somebody and, and be happy for somebody all at the same time. So, right. Um, and, and and what's interesting is they both won one, so there's there's thankfully not that dynamic that that's playing right. you know um, against against each other. But it is a fun story, and and what a cool, very cool accomplishment for that family. I'm sure, you know, as you know, and everybody knows the um, you know the, the sacrifices parents make for their athletics for their kids. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even talking about even the travel ball thing. I'm just talking about even in college to go and try and watch everybody and, and, and make all that work. And so it's, uh, it's gotta be a very, um, I'm sure for those, those parents, a very self-satisfying moment because here they are at the pinnacle of their professions, uh, you know, t- t- this evening and, and getting to showcase that, um, for the entire world. So it's just a really neat, and obviously that story is going to be probably what, uh, you know, the, the two top storylines of this Super Bowl are probably, the fact that two quarter the two quarterbacks are African American, and then the Kelsey brothers, and I don't know what story will get talked about more, but it's obviously going to be one of the top two stories of this of this game, not only the last two weeks but also tomorrow as well. Well, another big story that everybody's looking at is uh, Andy Reid, the, the Kool Aid Man, if you will. Current, uh, you know, the current head coach of, of the. Of the Chiefs is Andy Reid, and he's he's taking Kansas City to three Super Bowls. But he also went to the Super Bowl as a coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He was in Philly from 1999 to 2012, and it is the longest tenured and winningest coach in Eagles history. So uh, when you think about the Andy Reid factor, one of the things I, as a fan, and, and I, I'm a critical fan, so maybe maybe what I have to say doesn't matter. I know it's very very hard to get to the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I think everybody understands how hard it is to get there, let alone repeat it, let alone uh, win multiple uh, Super Bowls. It's not an easy task to get done. But you look at what Andy Reid has done. He's, he's got them to, to the uh, AFC Championship game and probably a favorite to do it again. So multiple years in a row, uh, been to the Super Bowl a couple times, but only been able to pull away one Super Bowl. There's that critical fan that says, you know, he is a coach that can get us to a certain point. But but then he then he hits the wall, if you will, the proverbial wall, yeah. where you can't do anything more than that. So the critical fan is really looking at uh, Andy Reid to bring bring a victory uh, tonight. Well, I suppose so, but I mean, I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, what do they always say? They say the general manager's job is to get the team in a position to get to the conference championship game. That's the GM's job. And then the coach and players are, are to do the rest, you know, those last two 
uh, hurdles. That being said, I mean, you know, gosh, he's run into some buzz saws a couple times. I mean, so what, this is his fourth. This is his fourth Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, a couple, couple of those, he's run into some buzz saws. I mean, when he was in Philly, uh, yeah, they probably should have won that game. And I know McNabb caught a lot of heat for you know playing with some nerves and, and that sort of thing. But I, I think, I think there was a time in the NFL where Jonathan McNabb was the second best quarterback in football. Uh, at that time. Now, I, I'm talking, this is before Brady emerged as, you know, the, the greatest of all time, when it was really more looking like Manning was, the, you know, kind of a, Peyton Manning was the, the class of the league. McNabb nipped at his heels for a, for a couple of years, a couple, three years, just like several others, you know, Steve McNair and a few people like that. That being said, I mean, Andy Reid, gosh, he's just such a great coach, and, and they win games. And yeah, he's had he's had the obviously the quarterback with him when he's had those success, whether it be McNabb or Mahomes or or others. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's tough to judge a guy for not winning Super Bowls. I mean, if 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 he was a massive favorite every time and massive upsets, you know, I, I don't know that that's fair. I, I think it's a little more fair to be critical of like a Marv Levy in this situation than it would be to, to an Andy Reid. I mean, he, they were favored. I mean, those Bills teams were, were a couple times heavily favored and, and were upset. So, like, you know, like today, if Philadelphia wins, they're the favorite. So why, would, why is it fair to be critical of Andy Reid when, you know, he wasn't able to pull off an upset? You know, I, that being said, I wouldn't be shocked if they do. I mean, at all. I, I really wouldn't. I, I, you know, I think they, they have, if, if indeed – Mahomes is healthy. I think they have the slight edge of quarterback. So I uh, wouldn't be shocked. Um, and maybe today's the day for number two for him. Well, Matt, you know what the what Chiefs uh, fans say when the offense do well, right? What's that? I guess they did read that right. But if they do bad, <laughs> I guess they did not read that right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Dad jokes too early in the in the morning for dad jokes. You know, there's a, a couple other important <laughs> things in the <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, food being one of them. What is your go-to guilty pleasure? Hey, every Super Bowl, uh, I've got to have this. We we usually do some some cocktail weenies, and we just do a lot of nice. like we'll do a lot of finger foods. You know, like you just kind of nice. come and grab as as the game continues and goes on and. Yeah, grazing food for the most part. Grazing food, that's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, we're doing the same thing. We're going over to some friend's house, and Melissa's making some buffalo chicken dip. So that that's good. I'm, oh, I'm a go. big chili fan, and you know I like nachos. I like wings. So I mean, you really can't you can't you can't go wrong. So I know you're a that's music right. guy. Uh, Rihanna doing the halftime show, and Babyface doing America the Beautiful. Uh, what are your thoughts about this year's entertainment lineup? Uh, it's great. Uh, Babyface, that's uh, your North Central graduate from here in Indianapolis, yep. so that's very, very yep. cool. Um, uh, Rihanna, I, I, that's great. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. Um, hopefully they have some fun guests to make it even more entertaining. I'm not a big Rihanna fan. I couldn't even, I'm going to be honest with you, I couldn't even name a song that she performs, but uh, this will be great. The only I one mean, I know is Umbrella. The only one I know is Umbrella. Oh, I love you to that. Yeah, that's, I like yeah, I like that song. I didn't know that was her. That's right. Um, so, you know, uh, I actually I do like that song. I didn't know that was her. I thought that was Beyonce. If I, if I would have gotten that wrong on Jeopardy. Um, 
No, it'll be fun. And, it, and and I think, you know, the idea to go back to a more, you know, quote unquote, youthful halftime show, yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's draw as many fans in as possible and, you know, make it, I mean, remember there was a short time there that like other networks were counter programming to halftime. You know, I like, like I don't, Saturday Night Live would say, hey, don't, don't watch the halftime show. Flip over to NBC and watch us for a special weekend update. I mean, so I mean, that's how brutal the halftime thing had gotten there for a little while. So I think it's fun to be able to draw more people in and keep them on the same network I think, and, and that whole thing. I think one of the best halftime shows ever. I I like I like the Prince and when they did the tribute to Prince, but I also liked you too. I thought it was a great halftime commercial. I thought Super well, cool. I thought Prince. You know now, and I have to separate the excitement of the evening. Uh, because right. I think by halftime, I think we all felt pretty good, to be honest. I don't know if you did, but I sure did. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I liked, I liked, I liked the Prince halftime. That was my favorite one so far. Um, you know, Michael Jackson did one when I was a kid. That was pretty special. But uh, yeah, and U two was good. U two was good. I thought uh, the Stones were pretty good when they did it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Who that was good. That was the second cold Super Bowl. That was. That was when optimism wasn't dead, and then at halftime it ended quickly. <laughs> Start the third. Well, you know, you, like, oh no, you, oh no. <laughs> you know the, a fun fact, and a lot of people don't know this about the Super Bowl performers and who performs. They don't get paid. They strictly no, get. No, in fact, in uh, fact, now they now they have to pay. They actually have to pay the NFL to perform at halftime. Oh, is that right? The, that's correct. The NFL recognized that they get such a bump. In I don't know, I guess downloads nowadays. There's no such thing as album sales, but they get such a bump that the NFL makes them pay. Um, well, I did not know that. Like a logistics you, fee. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got a fun fact on me, uh, Matthew Hicks. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, where can people find your uh, work, uh, Twitter wise and so forth? And I need your official pick for the Super Bowl well, Fifty Seven out in Arizona. I will say uh, my I'm on Twitter. I don't I'm not as active on the social media as I once was, but I'm on Twitter hicksim05. I occasionally will uh, pass along my thoughts and reflections there. <laughs> Today, you know, I, I've been really I've got to tell you I've been waffling on this for two weeks, and I I um I, I haven't made a bet yet. I'm going to do that in a couple hours, uh, and it won't be like anything significant, by the way. Like not the mortgage, <laughs> just in case anybody was wondering. Like probably a couple dollars. <laughs> Literally, that's about uh, what we I, are too. Um, right. Yeah, I'm leaning. I am leaning the over. I, I do think the over is going to hit, and I'm I'm really leaning towards Kansas City on on the money line on this one. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be a massive uh, margin of victory, but gosh, it's just one of those things. Mahomes has been there so many times. If he is healthy, God, he's hard to beat. I mean, he's really hard to beat. Travis Kelsey is a matchup nightmare for any team. I just I think this is a a very slight edge to Kansas City. I'll take the Chiefs and the over. All right, Matt Hicks, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for jumping on our annual Super Bowl special. As you know, you're always welcome here on the show. I appreciate that. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Matt Hicks joins us. We are one hour at our halftime show. My name is Tom Marcos Del Presidente. Stick around. We're not going to a commercial, but we do got some hype videos, music to play for you. 
and then we'll be back with Mo from the BS Sports Show, and we're going to be talking some more Super Bowls. It's the Eagles. It's the Chiefs. I know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right. Yet to fail, nonetheless. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. I'm not satisfied with losing. Never will be. As long as I'm here on this earth. No team motivates us more than what we mean to each other. This is the biggest game of your year because it's the next one. It's all about us. We put the time together. We work for this. This is where it matters the most. We didn't come this far for no reason. It's real simple. The job isn't done. Everyone here is here for a good reason. All of you have talent. All of you have value to this organization. When we play our game, nobody can put us. I promise you. It ain't about them, it's about us. Each and every one of us together. Nobody can beat us, I promise you. Now one more. We got one more. Give me everything you can get! Everything you can get! We ain't ready to go home yet. Attention! Air traffic control! A flock of eagles is heading to Arizona! Yeah. 
yeah, try to keep up if you dare Just listen for the banging of the drum You blinked and we just scored And even if we spot you 24 Look out for Kansas City, here we come We'll leave you on your knees saying Taking back for the boys from 69, back for the fans on 12 and 9. Take that trophy back and raise it high. We ain't here to dip the cap, ain't no time for victory lap. No, we came to take it back. Back in the end zone, touchdown! Taking back for Lamar, back for Coach Reed, take it on back for old DT, taking back for the fans in old KC.
the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the uh, Super Bowl special, so it's been a, a great story line to follow, if you will, over the over the last year. Really, this, like I, I said before, you know, there's there's a lot of this has a lot of potential to be a high scoring game, and I think that Matt and I agree on that, and, and the two Adams we we agree on that as well. And I, I think what we'll have is that opportunity, and if we if we do see what we anticipate to happen, I mean. This could be one of the best uh, games for bowl history. However, when we we get all hyped up, sometimes things don't always play to our hype, if you will. So, so we'll see how that that plays out. So you know, it's here. It's tonight. It's the Super Bowl. Well, who do you who do you think is going to win? You got one of two picks, and and uh, you know we we're, we'll do a, a few picks on our DraftKings. That's for sure. They've got some prop bets up, you know. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see who goes there. Prop bets, but you know I think by all means everybody believes that Kansas City will at least cover the money line, and we'll cover the over over. So at one and a half. So we'll we'll see. If that's really the case, um, but there's a lot of prop bets, so get in there on DraftKings and 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 uh, you know uh, play around. And we're still efforting to get Mo from the BS Sports Show and 104.9 The Eagle. Um, we'll try to get him on. If not, turning down, he's coming on here in just a few minutes, and then we'll have Ed Kraft on. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday. He called us in from Arizona, uh, so. It is tonight. Somebody's going to be a champion in the World Series, and it will be determined, will it be the Kansas City Chiefs or will it be the Philadelphia Eagles? Both coming uh, come to Arizona to battle for glory. It's Well, really, we could also say, and we've been talking about it throughout the whole show today, we could also say that it's Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Will this be the high-scoring affair that everybody's expecting it for it to be? Or were the, will the game script, if you will, just shock all of us. Uh, I mean, question is maybe could, could Philly coast it to victory or, uh, you know, we're talking about gamblers. If, you, if you're that, that guy, that, the, that team that says, that group of people that says, hey, I'm going to bet for the Eagles and not bet for the, for the Chiefs, and the Chiefs end up winning as underdog. Funny stat, you know, if you're following stats, history is always bound to repeat itself. So five years ago, two number one seeds got in the Super Bowl. It was the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was the, the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots was heavily favored to beat the the uh, new uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And as you remember, everybody was wearing the underdog mask and, and, and that sort of stuff uh, with, with the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Philadelphia Eagles went on to win. So for following that stat and that, and that way that rolls through, if history repeats itself, that means Kansas City uh, is in for a victory in another Super Bowl win. Uh, either which way, uh, whoever wins, it's going to be multiple Super Bowls in recent years uh, for for them. And, and one of those scenarios that we talked about just earlier with uh, with Matt Hicks, certainly local media guy here, is Andy Reid, the Andy Reid scenario. You know, Andy Reid was with both teams, and uh, Andy Reid took a, took both teams to a Super Bowl. Uh, so, you know, 
There you go. And I don't know. We, we've just started doing bets and some, you know, don't take my advice as a master game. I'm, a, I'm like a Matt, you know, 2 to $5. But if you're looking for some advice on what picks to make, what bets to place, how, to, how to, could you potentially make money, um, I'll, I'll do my best to give you my knowledge from what I've learned. <laughs> what I've learned is if I bet $20, I'm going to lose $20. So I guess the the important thing of that is just to bet what you can afford to lose and, you know, just have fun, just have fun with it. Um, so it's, it, game starts 630 uh, tonight on Fox. Of course, it's going to be all kinds of uh, free game stuff going on all day. It's at the State Farm Stadium. Crazy as that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the spokesperson for State Farm. And, uh, it's at the State Farm Stadium. Am I the only one that sees the irony there? I don't know. Glendale, Arizona. It's on Fox. Um, again, the over and under is uh, 51. The spread is one and a half. So uh, get, take it for what you want. Um, the Chiefs are going to score points. That means the Eagles will have to get their, their share of big plays as well. I think they do mostly coming in the deep passing game. As we mentioned earlier, you know, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback sneak, though, is is a, a very, very potent we- weapon that the uh, uh, Kansas City, uh, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles have. But do look for uh, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Pagliani, Ano, sorry, uh, to to uh, really go after Hurts, who has struggled when blitz. Pagliano, how do you say that? Pagliano? I should have I, I should have asked Ed that. I taped his interview yesterday. But nonetheless, he's known for his blitzing style. So that it does make sense that he would do that uh, here with Jalen Hurts. Uh, the only problem is that it can lead to big plays for Hurts uh, running into big plays in the field, receivers, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Uh, so I, you look for both offenses to have huge success. Uh, tonight in the Super Bowl 57, and that's really one of the things that, that we talked about. That is going to be a high-scoring game. We've often said in the Super Bowl the defenses uh, win uh, win Super Bowls, and that's true. They do, but in this situation and in this case, uh, both offenses will have success. That will make for a fun Super Bowl. But in the it, it, but in the end, uh, will new school beat old school? I mean, you know. Give me the best quarterback in the league on the biggest stage. Mahomes will will close out the season with a um, the trifecta, if that's what you're looking at. A league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and another ring to add to his first one. Can we say dynasty if that happens? Are, are we even allowed to use that word anymore? <laughs> I mean, I hate using that word. I mean, it was so overused and overdone with the New England Patriots and Tom Brady a lot of uh, people, there's a there's a school of thought that says Patrick Mahomes is the heir apparent to Tom Brady. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory, but I can see where someone might say, hey, I can see where that would happen. So if that happens, if that scenario plays out in the Kansas City Chiefs win tonight, a lot of people are going to be jumping on the D word. They are going to be saying, hey, the Chiefs dynasty are in full force and, you know, all right, we'll see. But 
there is another team come to play. We are going to be talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. I talked, caught up with him yesterday. He's out in Arizona having a great time. The Eagles come to play. Eagles come to win. So before you lock in all that stuff we just talked about, about the Kansas City Chiefs uh, picks, uh, the Eagles picks, you need to see uh, which side R.J. White is on, which is on the, the fantasy uh, football app, sorry. He's usually pretty good, and I use him in my fantasy football app as well. But we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. My name is Tom Mark Michel, Presidente. What's going to happen with the with the uh, New England? And I got New England in my mind. The Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> and the Kansas City Chiefs. We've been waiting to try to get to a uh, effort to get a hold of. Um, Mofin BS Sports Show and 104.9 The Eagle. So, uh, you know, did you guys like my pun, my dad puns earlier? So, so if the Eagles quarterback gets hurt, you say, oh, that's a tasty Hurts donut. <laughs> if you're happy about the, the Chiefs, you say something like, how are my, my, uh, my homies doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I could go on and on and on and on, on and on and on and on. If the Eagles play a big play on offense, Kansas City defense just got barbecued. Yeah, maybe if Kansas City does something well, uh, that was the KC masterpiece. Come on, come on. Chiefs tied in. Uh, we talked about the Kelsey brothers. Uh, scores 87 points. Kelsey, Kelsey, see you later. Eagles tied in, 88 scores. Dallas hasn't scored the Super Bowl since the mid-90s. So, see, those are all uh, things that you can you can amaze your Super Bowl party uh, with, your knowledge. Throw out one of those puns. <laughs> you know, we talked about food. I mean, we all like food. You know, some of the, 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 the things, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, uh, obviously, the Philly cheese, but also there's burnt-in slider rubber uh, rubbers. <laughs> Man, where's my burnt-in sliders? Uh, the KC strip steak, baked potato, uh, twice baked skin. Those are all good. All good. Cheesy corn bake, wings. You know. They're all going to be good. Hoagies, nachos, tater tots. Melissa's making some uh, buffalo chicken dip today. What about the commercials? What do we what do we get into with the commercials? What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? There's a lot of there's a lot of them. Doritos, you know. Uh, you know there was the a lot of movie trailers. Um, there's some the M&M commercials are always fun too with the with the uh, M&M guys, you know where they're talking to each other and they're eating, they're getting ate. So, so the stage is set. Arizona State Farm Field uh, in out in the desert. Ed's been Ed Kratz has been out there all week, and so you know you can also kind of look at, you know. 
who, what other team by if you go by analytics? And when looking at analytics, it's a very, very clear narrative about the teams that is also backed by the data. And the Chiefs have seen great offense and mediocre defense. That's why the Eagles are have seen very, very good offense and a very good defense. So there, there are actual teams that put analytics together. We'll see how all that plays out in that. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. We've got a lot of uh, stuff to get through here as far as uh, the, the, the music that we've got lined up. We're standing by for Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. In my stones, let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank, coming down like the Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we go. We Rockefellers, we fly higher than weather, and keep out are better. You know me, in anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. Jay, rain man is back with little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in magazines, but you still be. Baby, cause in the dark, you can't see shiny cars And that's when you need me there, if you are always there Because when the sun shines, we shine together Told you I'll be here forever Said I'll always be your friend Took a no thumbs to get out to the end Shuffling crew, shuffling on down to 
sweetness. All right, and welcome back to the Balanced Super Bowl special, Super Bowl 57. Obviously, that's the classic, iconic uh, Super Bowl shuffle. Uh, the during is now was a little young for the Super Bowl shuffle, but uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and BurnoutSports.com. Welcome to the Super Bowl special, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good. Do you remember the Super Bowl shuffle? I don't think you do. Wasn't born, but certainly growing <laughs> up outside of Chicago, um, you, you you learn about that at a young age, and 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 it uh, it'll definitely stick with you, despite the fact that I'm not a Bears fan. I think everybody knows and knows what a dominating performance that was, and and the Super Bowl went over the Patriots that year. Well, you know, Donovan McNabb started his career with the Bears, and obviously went on to the Eagles, a uh, big part of the Eagles there, but. Uh, uh, we had a, a fan on earlier who said that was the reason that he's an Eagles fan is because of, of Donovan McNabb. So, yeah, the uh, Bears got a lot of work to do. So do the Colts. Real quickly, put on your homer hat for me. I just saw a tweet from uh, Chris Ballard that says, soon, very soon. You probably saw the same tweet. I wouldn't want to go down that coaching thing. But um, it, it, any new insight who we think it might be? I know the pretty tight lift over there in, at, at the Colts complex. A lot of people think it's going to be the offensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's why they're waiting until after the Super Bowl. But what are your thoughts on that before we get into this big game? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's just one of those things with this team. You know, they wanted to take their time. They know that there's a lot going on. They know that there's a lot of, um, you know, sacrifice that has gone into this, and they want to find that right guy in, in, in interview as many candidates as they, as they have been going on for a couple of weeks now and I think we're all just kind of ready uh, to get there to get excited and 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 does it start tomorrow does it start next week do we find out we'll see um but I think it's going to be uh Shane Steichen I mean he's the guy that seems to be uh leading mm-hmm. the charge of the next candidate so we'll see what what ends up happening yeah, absolutely, and I'm really curious to see how how the new coach will impact the draft uh, pick and, and whether or not they trade up on that. But we'll get on to that conversation another day. Today is the Super Bowl out in Arizona, uh, the State Farm uh, uh, Arena, State Farm Field. Patrick Mahomes is a State Farm uh, spokesperson, so there might be some irony there if you're if you're to read into there. But with the Eagles and the Chiefs playing the Super Bowl 57, number one, this this has a very we we kind of made this a, a theme a little bit today between the quarterbacks and this two number one seeds. The last time it did happen was when the Eagles uh, were there five years ago against against the Patriots. This has potential to be a high scoring, high uh, historical uh, matchup. But also with all that hype. Uh, is the opportunity for it to be a huge letdown. What are your thoughts on the hype of this game? Two great quarterbacks. We'll get into the quarterback matchups here in just a second. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it it, it does. There's certainly going to be some excitement. I mean, you've got two super fast, super talented um, quarterbacks that can that can throw it deep. They can run. Um, you know, they 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 keep the play, they they keep the play going. Right? They keep they keep their team in it. They have so many weapons. Uh, there's just a lot that goes into this game. It, it should be a good one, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I think you get the, um, I think you get the sense here that, you know, the experience factor for the Chiefs is something that's going to come in. I mean, they they've been here before. They know how to get it done, and we'll just see if they can do it again. Well, certainly one of the things that we look at is let's talk about these two quarterbacks. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. You've got Jalen Hurts, the, the runner-up, if you will. 
Um, you know, a lot of people disappointing that Jalen Hurts didn't get it. But if you run the, through the stat uh, machine, uh, the last time that a quarterback has won an MVP and then turned around and, and won the Super Bowl was back when Kurt, Kurt Warner done it. So it, it doesn't happen very often. So that said, if you're to run that stat thing, there's there's a good thought pattern that Jalen Hurts will win the, the Super Bowl. Uh, here's the thing. They both started out in their own little worlds of problems. Everybody said that this would be the year that Patrick Mahomes would be dethroned in, in the in the AFC East. Everybody said that, that Patrick Mahomes is done. He's not going to make it through the playoffs. He's not going to make it through the Super Bowl. Well, here we are. And then same thing, very similar with, with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts isn't what we thought thought he was. Uh, the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are recycling through quarterbacks. But yet, here we go. They He also fought through very tough season with dealing with injuries and, and getting through that part to the Super Bowl. So you have two accomplished, proven uh, uh, quarterbacks playing uh, in the Super Bowl together. Uh, what are your, what are your, uh, at the end of the day, what are your thoughts? Who, who is the, well, should we say one of those two is probably going to be the Super Bowl MVP, but out of those two quarterbacks in the matchup tonight, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's four out of the last six Super Bowl MVPs was the quarterback, so unless somebody like, you know, Travis Kelsey goes off for two touchdowns and 150 yards or something. I mean, I know we saw Cooper Cup last year become Super Bowl MVP, but but it usually is that quarterback position. I think Patrick Mahomes, you know, just, again, I go back to the experience back there. I mean, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be around for a long time. But, you know, can you do it on the big stage? You, you, you got yourself a bye in the playoffs. You played all of your, your home games. You played all your games at home. Uh, this is the Chiefs team. You know, that has been there, has done it. They've been in the Super Bowl. They know what this week's like. Uh, most of their core players have gone through the process of what it what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. And then everything that goes on, I mean, you remember this. I mean, you think about everything that went down just in Indianapolis when we had the Super Bowl. There's Players are going everywhere. You've got to practice, and you've got this media appearance, and you got to go talk to this at this press conference, and you have this team dinner. And there's just so much going on. There's so many distractions that are around you. How do you eliminate those? And I just think with Andy Reid, the Chiefs, they've been there before. They know exactly uh, what it takes, uh, how to approach this entire week, really, I guess even two weeks heading in. And, and I think the Chiefs just have a slight upper hand. I'm a little bit surprised that they're, that they're a slight underdog. Um, but I think Patrick Mahomes, it, you know, as long as he stays, I guess the word is healthy, right? Like there's a little bit of concern about that ankle still, but um, it's not going to be enough to keep him out of the Super Bowl. Uh, so as long as he stays upright, which I think is a big key today, I think Patrick Mahomes has the slight advantage in this one, uh, and I think that he's going to be able to throw the football when he wants to. And as long as they can establish that running game early to kind of to kind of keep the, the the Eagles' defense honest to be able to use that play action, I think the Chiefs' offense will have uh, will have the upper hand here early. But again, you never know. I mean, Hurts could come out firing on all cylinders. He's fast. He can throw it downfield. Um, with all that being said, I think it's just we're we're talking about one fun matchup tonight here for the Super Bowl. Absolutely, we're talking with Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast, BurnoutSports.com. Let's talk a little bit about the Eagles' offense versus the Chiefs' defense. The Eagles' offense is very very difficult to slow down, and that's for many reasons. They could be a dominant rushing team behind the NFL's best line with Hertz joining. You know, has is a very powerful quarterback, and that quarterback sneak is is a huge weapon that they have. They can also be dangerous downfield with their passing team with Hertz letting the ball go to uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. You know, so uh, it's it's going to be a good game. The Eagles have seventy sacks. 
uh, to lead the NFL in, in the regular regular season, 15 more than the second-place Chiefs in that category. The pass rush is deep and versatile and, and can get Mahomes from the edge to the inside. And, and quite honestly, if it comes to the play-action pass, uh, Mahomes is a very, very dangerous weapon. When you look, when you compare the Chiefs' offense, and the Eagles defense, for example, uh, what, are, what are you seeing? What are you looking at? What are what are the takeaway points between both of those lineups? Yeah, I mean, and in, 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 in on top of all that, too, is, you know, the defense is going to have to spy both quarterbacks. I mean, Hurts is a guy that can get out and scramble. I mean, I think his he's usually gets you a rushing touchdown. Um, he's going to flirt with that 50-yard rushing mark. So is Mahomes. And Mahomes is going to scramble out a lot and, and get downfield using his feet. Um, do they double-team Travis Kelsey as well? I think that that's something that, you know, hey, we know that Kelsey's the guy, and Mahomes loves to go to him, but let's eliminate him, make somebody like Valdez Gantling or Juju Smith-Schuster beat us or Kadarius Toney, um, you know, or somebody out of the backfield, make somebody else besides Travis Kelsey beat him. So it'll be interesting to see if the Eagles do double-team uh, Travis Kelsey on, on obvious passing situations, you know, second and longs, third downs, um, and, and, and see if they can kind of eliminate – that space and say, hey, look, we're going to make anybody else beat you. It's it's like Purdue today, right? Like, you know, Zach Eady's going to get the ball. He's a monster down low, and you're going to double team him. You know, either he's going to beat you, and he's going to beat that double team, and you just tip your cap, or you say, look, somebody else is going to have to beat us. Um, and I think that might be the, the, the Eagles' approach is to simply say, look, we're going to take away Travis Kelsey from you, um, figure out something else, because we're not going to lose this Super Bowl with him having a huge game. Well, another fact, another storyline, and you mentioned the Kelseys, and we, we've, we've talked about uh, the both of the brothers on the show already, but certainly would love to get your take on the Kelsey brothers. Uh, for the first time in, in Super Bowl history, you have two brothers playing against each other. Both brothers are very accomplished in their own right with their own teams. Both have been to Super Bowls in the past, but never against each other. Yes, we've had brothers play in Super Bowls, but not at the same time. And, you know, the mom has, has stolen the show ever since she brought cookies on, on media day. I mean, uh, who, who doesn't love a mom that brings cookies? But whatever it is, we've, we joked about it today. Whatever she fed those boys, they, they, <laughs> they grew up to, to be uh, big old boys. And, and I know there's a story out there on the other side of the younger Kelsey who got in trouble with substance abuse in college. And, and you know, his older brother stepped up to, for him and said, hey, you know, give him a second chance. And, that second chance was given to him, so as we can see, the rest is, is history. But I love this story. You always find a story that every year, no matter who it, who it is, you find that storyline that's really fun. I think this is that storyline this year uh, with the Kelsey brothers in that storyline. What are your thoughts about those two? Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. I, I wonder what the odds are to have two sons, you know, playing in the Super Bowl. That's got to be one of some of the craziest odds that you could ever bet that. Um happy for them i mean I, I think she should do this coin toss they should let they should let the the mom do the coin toss i think that'd be super cool but it. um you know split that split that jersey and you're all good and um yeah it's just it's, it's super cool and um you know she's gonna win no matter what although she's gonna have one son that wins and one son that doesn't um but pretty cool nonetheless to be able to say hey both of my um both of my sons played in the super bowl not only in a Super Bowl, they put against each other, um, and she'll, she'll be there, obviously, wearing her split jersey, and uh, that's something pretty cool. 
Well, yeah, and absolutely. And, and here's the thing: she she's also saying, I, "I'm, you know, I've got two sons who have won the Super Bowl. They've won them in different different teams, but you know, so we'll we'll see how that family rivalry uh, comes out to play. You know, and uh, we only got you just for a couple more minutes here, because I, I, I know you got a tight schedule. But uh, this coaching uh, storyline, Andy Reid, Nick Sirianni. Obviously, we know Nick Sirianni well from here in Indianapolis. Uh, He's only 41. He's been a master motivator for the Eagles. Uh, you know, he's been a great leader uh, for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's great to see Nick, Nick Tarani, uh doing well. We'd like him here in the, with the Colts. Uh, but the the other storyline there, which is probably much bigger, is that is Andy Reid. Andy Reid obviously uh, coached for many years with the Philadelphia Eagles, taking them to the Super Bowl, and, of course, did very well here in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, yeah, not here in Kansas City, but in Kansas City. Uh, so there's that factor. There's the Andy Reid factor. But if you're that critical fan of Kansas City, you say, well, yes, he's been able to get us to multiple uh, AFC uh, championships, probably a favorite for next year. He's got us to multiple Super Bowls, but he's only he's only won one Super Bowl with us. Uh, so there's that critical fan thinking. But how big of a factor is this uh, Andy Reid scenario in tonight's game? Yeah, I mean, you know, experience again may 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 pave in the in the past of the of the Chiefs tonight. This is obviously one of the best coaches we've seen over the last thirty years. He's former Eagle coach, as we know, so he's but you know he's coaching the Super Bowl against his his old team. You know, and I I heard some guys talking about this yesterday. It's interesting. It just always seems like the Super Bowl comes down to what team obviously can execute their game plan. But it just seems like, you know, you go back to the Philly special or you go back to the onside kick that cost, cost the Colts. Brady had tried it. Um, you know, I think the the Rams had a few trick plays last year. You know, can you can you get a trick play? Can you gain that extra possession? And that's and that's by, you know, keeping a drive going that might be stalling with some, with, with, with a trick play deep. Is, is there something that, you know, you can get an interception, you can get a fumble, you can get some sort of turnover, big play on special teams. Um, and I think Andy Reid will have a couple of tricks up his sleeve to that. I really do. I think we'll see some, 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 some different looks that the Eagles haven't seen uh, on film. I think we'll see some, some trickery, some confusion, um, maybe even some, some wildcat formations with, with, with Patrick Mahomes out. Um, there's usually a, there's usually a, a prop bet of will somebody besides the quarterback take a, take a snap. And I, I, I think we'll see that. I think we'll see some, some, some different forms of running, especially from the chiefs. Um, I, I am, like I said, I'm a little bit surprised that the Chiefs are the underdogs. Obviously, not by much. I think the the Eagles are minus 115. The Chiefs are plus 105 on some books. Uh, but yeah, I think Andy Reid will have some 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 something carved up, uh, some special plays that maybe we haven't seen, and and I think we'll say, oh wow, if that would have worked, that would have been a touchdown, or oh wow, I can't believe that worked. Uh, great play by the Chiefs. Absolutely, and I, I know you're our betting guy, so uh, give us some prop bets uh, for tonight. Yeah, I, I think it's eight of the last nine opening kickoffs for the NF or for the Super Bowl have been returned. I think you can get the you can get you can get the opening kickoff to be returned at plus one one fifteen. I mean, you think about you know it, if any of us are back there, you got a chance to return the opening Super Bowl kickoff. You're going to do it. Um, I like that one. Uh, I always go tails on the coin toss. I always put my ten bucks on tails on the coin toss. I mean, they're going to be up or down ten bucks time the game even starts. Um, you know, I, I do think Patrick Mahomes will, will have some, some deep balls, so I've got him over 37 and a half yards on his longest pass. Um, you know, you want to do over under in a national anthem. I usually do over, especially if they don't have it timed up with the 
with the flyover, they'll, they'll, they'll try to stall that a little bit. Um, I do like if you could find that prop bet of, of somebody besides a quarterback to take a snap. Um, and then I always do something crazy, throw something out there like, oh, there'll be a safety or there'll be a pick six or there'll be a kickoff return for a touchdown. So uh, just sprinkle a few bucks to have some fun and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, real quickly, before we let you go, what's your go-to food? If you got to have food on the Super Bowl, is it wings, nachos, tater tots, piggies and blanket, doesn't really matter. What is your, hey, on Super Bowl, I've got to have this. Yeah, nachos. I mean, I'm a nacho guy anyway. It's usually nachos and pizza for me. You know, I think we got to come up with a way that we take, like, a pizza crust and we put some nacho cheese on it, some chips and some toppings, and you make nacho pizza. Um, but, there you go. But certainly got to have nachos. Uh, had nachos on Friday night at the Indy Fuel game when they uh, when they when they unveiled the ticket for the Indianapolis 500. So uh, awesome. give me some more nachos. And it's all about comfort food, right? It's all about something that you know will go down easy. Uh, and you know, it's not going to make you, it's not going to come back on you with vengeance at halftime. So, um, you know, always going to go with the nachos and I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win this bad boy by six tonight. All right, uh, Tony, we appreciate it. I'll look forward to getting your squares later because you're going to make me rich today. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's talk with you soon. Take care. And joining us now, uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show and 104.9 The Eagle. How are you, sir? Good. Sorry I'm uh, late. I overslept today. Oh, it's okay. No problem. We'll only keep you for a, a few more minutes because we've got a taped interview that we did with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's out in Arizona uh, to break this, the, this Eagles-Kansas City matchup down. It's Super Bowl special. You join us every year. We love having you on, Mo. We wish you could be on uh, more often, and that's for sure. You're a great friend of the show. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, we were just having I, – I, I apologize if you were on hold for a while. I didn't realize that you were on hold, so I do apologize for that. Uh, but you probably heard us, talk, me and Tony, talking about the, the game tonight. Obviously, it's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody's been talking about the, the two quarterbacks, uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Jalen Hurts. And you've got the Kelsey Brothers storyline. and You've got the Andy Reid storyline. As you look at this uh, Super Bowl, it's always fun to sit back and be a fan on Super Bowl uh, Sunday. But as you sit back and look at this game and you're looking at the matches, the, the offenses versus the defenses, what are your some of your key points and key takeaways for tonight's game? Uh, you know, I mean, I think the biggest key is going to be the fantastic offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, keeping Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark at bay and giving, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts time to do what he does with the football You've got such dynamic receivers on this Philadelphia team and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith that uh, he needs time to get the ball out. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line couldn't do that for Joe Burrow against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So we'll see if this great offensive line for the Eagles can do that tonight so the Philadelphia can run their offense. Uh, you know, I heard you guys talking about Nick Sirianni and Andy Reid, uh, you know, the fun trick plays we're going to see. I-, I love the fact that these two guys are gamblers. I think we're going to see a lot of fourth down, uh, you know, plays. I think we're going to see some real fun stuff tonight. And, you know, this is a Super Bowl. It's got me super excited to see these two teams go at it. Well, absolutely. It is, it's great. To see. I mean, it, it, if the, the Chiefs were playing anybody with the Philadelphia Eagles, I, I would I would be going with the Chiefs. They're my second favorite team in the in the AFC. A big I like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, are you with me? Yeah. Okay. That was sounded like you were getting sucked up by an alien ship or something. 
uh, you know, so it's really an exciting time to see. But you know, let's let's talk about some of the you know. I guess first of all, if you're if you're a, if you're an Eagles defense, if you're in the whiteboard session, you're the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. One of the things you've got to figure out is how to stop this offense with the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, led by Patrick Mahomes. Again, as we said earlier on the show, a lot of people thought this was the year that Patrick Mahomes would be dethroned uh, from the AFC. He's not the Tom Brady apparent. But now I can almost 100% guarantee you this, that if the Chiefs win tonight, uh, that we'll, you'll hear a, a bunch of whispers, and, and it'll soon become not whispers, that the Kansas City Chiefs are a dynasty. I hate that word. I hate using that word probably because of my distaste for the New England Patriots. But I think we're way too early to be talking about the dynasty but at the, at the end of the day, we got a game to play. You're the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you're you're the, the defensive coordinator. You're in the locker room. You're in the meeting room. You're in a whiteboard session. Pretend that you're the defensive coordinator for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. What's your game plan to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, my game plan is make somebody else other than Travis Kelsey beat me. You know, I, I want two guys uh, on Travis Kelsey at all times. Make uh, make him throw to Marquez Valdez-Scantling or to Kadarius Toney uh, or make them run the ball against us. But I want to make sure that there's no way that they're converting these long third downs or touchdowns with Travis Kelsey. That's going to be my number one thing because that's his go-to guy. That's his comfort zone. So if, if I can keep Travis Kelsey at bay, I think if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator that I can win this football game. Mo for the BS Sports Show. I appreciate you joining us. Sorry we got to cut you short because we do got to run this taped interview that we had with Ed Kratz, uh from Arizona. But uh, wh- who's your who's your official pick for the uh, Super Bowl tonight? Uh, I'm taking Philadelphia 33-28. All right, buddy. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope you have a great weekend. All right, Tom. It's good to hear your voice. Yes, always. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Mo for the BS Sports Show joins us. Joined us. Uh, sorry, we were a little late on on that. We've got to run right into this uh, interview uh, with uh, with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so we'll get right into that. We taped him yesterday, and here we go. And welcome back to the balance of our annual Super Bowl special. Thanks for being with us all day long. We've had a great uh, guest lineup today. Adam Jividen, Super Browns fan, uh, 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 Buckeye fan. I forgot my, my brain there for a second. Super Guardians fan and Super Duper Cavs fan. And during it also for the first time, it was great to talk to Adam Tapper, uh, big-time Eagles fan. Uh, and I had a chance to talk with him and his thoughts about the, the, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Obviously, he's hoping that the Eagles prevail, Eagles fly, Eagles fly. That's what we're doing here in the balance doodle. Also, thank you, Tony Donahue of Tony D Podcast, uh, Matt Hicks, local, um, re, uh, local media here, and Mo from the BS Sports Show all joined us today. But we saved the best, our best A-list 
for last, joining us from the desert in Arizona, our one and only Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official uh, NFL contributor. Ed, I, I know it's, uh, it's a hard life out there in the desert, but I know, I know you've had some long days. How's, how's, how's it been before we kick things off here at the Super Bowl? How's the atmosphere? How's it been? Of course, it's always fun to be out there. Uh, it's long days, but a lot of work, but it's fun to be a part of the media and, you know, be able, able to, to talk to players, to be a part of Media Day and Radio Row and all of that. Uh, so how's it been? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's fun. It's, um, you know, kind of cool to take a few laps around Radio Row, uh, uh-huh. you know, every few hours. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just talking to the players and the teams, engaging how loose they are and how cranky they are and, uh, how cranky I am, because like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it's been exciting, and it seems like it's been filling up uh, with fans as the week has gone on. You know, I got out here earlier in the week Tuesday, I got in, but uh, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday were were kind of uh, you know pretty low key, not a whole lot of fans. Uh, but now it's it's changed, and the and the lobbies are filling up, the restaurants are packed. Um, so yeah, people are pumped, people are excited, and of course. You know, the weather has been fantastic. I mean, typical Arizona weather, dry, uh, cool in the morning, cool at night, but, you know, revs up to about 70 during the day, which is nice. Well, it beats the weather was five years ago when you were with the, with the Eagles going to, to Minneapolis to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Big difference. Yeah, survived. Yes, yeah, so didn't get frostbite, but, uh, you know, that was an option out there But five years ago. So, yeah, this is a much different uh, scenario with the weather. Well, so glad that you're able to go again uh, two times in five years. A, a lot of teams don't don't get to don't get to do that. Uh, certainly a recent uh, memory for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. So let's kind of talk uh, about some of the storylines. And um, I, I guess uh, first question would be, what are the Eagles doing? Uh, of course, I know they've been making media appearances and that sort of stuff. But as a team, and I saw that you had mentioned it. Uh, Sirianni says, you know, we, we want to keep things as normal as possible. We want to basically keep this as a business trip. Every coach every year says that, but we know, we know in reality that this is the Super Bowl, and you can't hide that. So how, what, how are the Eagles uh, preparing for this? Uh, prepare, what, for full disclosure, we're taping you on Saturday. Thank you for catching up with us on a Saturday because obviously today, Super Bowl, when this airs, now you've got a lot, a lot going on. But how's Nick Sirianni and the and the team doing and trying to keep things together as normal as possible as they get ready for tonight's game? Yeah, that, that's what they're trying to do. Um, you know, that's a lot easier said than done. Uh, case in point, you know, the Eagles practiced Saturday in Philadelphia before flying out here to Arizona, and they didn't have their first practice until Wednesday. So you have, you know, three days of you know media obligations. Uh, sponsorship obligation, promotions to tape, all that stuff. Uh, so when Wednesday came and it was the first practice, it, it really started to feel like normal again uh, for the players, or at least the ones I talked to, because it is a circus. You know, this first couple media night, Monday night, you know, the opening night they have here, uh, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, or rather Tuesday with, uh, you know, media obligation. So uh, Wednesday was really the first day to return to normal, and the Eagles are trying to keep it that way. They're trying to keep their practices very similar, uh, you know, doing their uh, situational preparation, you know, different situations and games that come up, uh, kind of fine-tuning those, doing their red zone drills, trying to replicate what they do back in Philly. 
but again, there's still media obligations on Wednesday and Thursday for these players. You know, Jalen Hurts was at the podium, and, and so was Patrick Mahomes, all, all three days, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, uh, you know, they, they have to kind of balance that. And, you know, the Eagles have a few guys that have done that in 2018. Uh, when they beat the Patriots, you know, J- uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, those, those guys ha- know what this is all about. <clears throat> you know, Ndamukong Sue, he knows what it's about. Linval Joseph, these guys have been to Super Bowls. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I know when the Chiefs were here in 2020, um, and I talked to, I can't remember, one of their players, I think it was Legarius Sneed, when I mentioned, like, how much that experience helped. And he said, you know, it's – it's completely different because back in 2020, we had the COVID. We didn't have to do any of these media obligations. You know, a lot of it was on Zoom, and it was just a couple minutes. We didn't have to sit here for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, so both teams, I think, to me, are kind of, you know, trying to keep things normal, and we'll see who does a better job of that once the game begins. We're talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously out in Arizona for the Super Bowl. And uh, a part of our Super Bowl special today, catching up with us yesterday on Saturday uh, to talk with us about today's uh, historic matchup, if you will, and, and has a lot of uh, potentials to be a, a really great game and a very historic game. Let's talk about uh, some of the storylines that people are talking about. Certainly uh, the, the quarterback matchup is the biggest elephant in the room. You know, the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and, and Jalen Hurts will be the first uh, black quarterbacks to face off at a Super Bowl uh, when the National Football League championship uh, gets underway later today. So two storylines, both dealing with injuries, both have had a, an amazing comeback story. We'll start with Patrick Mahomes, and then we'll move on over to Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes obviously had some injuries this year, and you know the buzz, the social media, you know how that goes. Uh, this is this yeah. is the gloom and doom for the Chiefs. Uh, the uh, this is the year that uh, Patrick Mahomes will be dethroned, uh, and and he goes on to to win the MVP. And obviously, uh, the the second runner up, who who by all rights uh, would have been Jalen Hurts in the uh, uh, MVP. We'll get to him in just a second. How does just tell me about the story about Patrick Mahomes? A, a victory for Mahomes, 27 years old, will make him a two-time Super Bowl winner, having led the Chiefs to to three. Uh, titled three years ago. A lot of people were saying, next man up, uh, Brady gone, next man up is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl today. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, certainly he's the greatest quarterback right now, I think, in the game. Uh, Still just 27 years old. So, you know, the expectation is that he'll be back. But, you know, talking to Donovan McNabb yesterday, the Eagles quarterback on Radio Row, and, he, you know, he said, you know, we thought we were going to come back a few times too, and they never did. So, you know, there's no guarantees as to what the future holds. But certainly Mahomes, if anyone, is in a good position to sort of make this a, an annual right, if you will, to play in these Super Bowls. Uh, and there's a few quarterbacks in the AFC now with Joe Burrow, who, who could maybe stake that claim at some point, or, or Josh Allen. Um so there's a few guys that can, can do that in the AFC. Now, if you look at the NFC side, Jalen Hurts is just 24 years old. I think he's the seventh youngest starting quarterback uh, in this game. And these are the two youngest quarterbacks to ever start a Super Bowl, Hurts and, and Mahomes. Uh, so, yeah, it kind of looks like, you know, maybe Hurts can be in that conversation in the NFC because the NFC isn't really stacked with, you know, great quarterbacks. I mean, hardly any. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is at the end. Who knows if he'll even be in the NFC? 
Uh, you know, Brady, like you said, is gone. So, you know, the NFC doesn't have that quarterback talent, that depth that the AFC has. And, you know, we could see Hurts back in this game a few more times as well. Um, but, again, there's no guarantees. It's not just one guy. It's a, a team that has to be in place around him, a coaching staff that has to, uh, you know, help you get there. And then you have to have some luck, too. Uh, you have to do a good job with the turnovers. You have to get some calls from the officials. Uh, I mean, there's a lot involved to get to a Super Bowl. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, we've seen Hall of Fame players that never have been here. Eric Dickerson, Gail Sayers, uh, you know, Dick right. Butkus, Barry Sanders. I mean, these guys are Hall of Famers who've never been to – that never played in a Super Bowl. So, yeah, you can look at it and say, oh, we're going to see this a lot now. But, you know, again, I would temper that enthusiasm a little bit. Um, but the talent's there for both these guys, no doubt. Uh, to, to, to play in multiple Super Bowls. Uh, Mahomes has already done it. This is his third one. And, you know, the thing about Mahomes is he's not <clears> – <throat> he hasn't had a terrific uh, Super Bowl. His first two appearances did not go well. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, and, and maybe, you know, he's learned and, you know, he understands that now, that well, what it takes to, to get it done. I think his stats are he's one and one. He's completed 57% of his passes and his – first two Super Bowls for only 556 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions. So not great, but you wonder if now, okay, this is my third time. I get it. He figures it out and he puts it all together. And this is Jalen Hurts' first Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe he struggles like Mahomes did in his first two Super Bowls. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, certainly I I like the uh, uh, stat that you sent out yesterday and, 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 it's a good lead into the the Jalen Hurts conversation. You said for those who were disappointed in Jalen Hurts, and I know maybe I'm not getting the quote right, but you said I know the those that might be disappointed that Jalen Hurts did not uh, get the MVP. Keep in mind the, the only time that, that that's happened in recent history was when Kurt Warner won the MVP and won the Super Bowl. So if you're following that stat, Jalen Hurts has got a good Sunday ahead of him. Certainly a favorite to win. Uh, her, you know, Hurts, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles took in the second round in 2020 in the NFL draft, is really looking to have to, to close out a breakout season. He also had injuries this year. He also had some question marks behind his name, but here he is in the Super Bowl uh, and uh, you know looking to to win his his uh, first Super Bowl and uh, and also would make him the fourth black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Of course, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, uh, joining Mahomes and Russell Wilson, who won the Seahawks and Doug Williams, the first black quarterback uh, to start the Super Bowl with the Washington Redskins. So that's a great stat in itself. But you've been around the Eagles a lot this season, and you've been around the Eagles this week. And as you said, he's been at the podium. What are some of the things you've had an opportunity to talk with Jalen Hurts about in his season that, you know, a lot of, by all accounts, on both quarterbacks, uh, except for Adam Jevenin. We've got to give him credit. At the very beginning of the season in our preseason conversation, he said the Eagles would be in the Super Bowl. So other than that, a lot of people had question marks. But you came around too, Ed. You came around too. It didn't take you long to say you're, you're, you're going to be there in Arizona as well. Uh, but Jalen Hurts, yeah. uh, let's, let's put that magnifying glass on you. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you mentioned that, you know, Mahomes being the MVP and an MVP hasn't won the Super Bowl since Kurt Warner <clears throat> in 19, the 1999 season. It was the 2000 Super Bowl. And, uh, there have been uh, quarterbacks that have come to the nine MVP quarterbacks who have come to the uh, who have not won a Super Bowl uh, since then when when they got to the Super Bowl. So uh, it's hard to do. Um, you know, it's a trend. 
But, you know, what I learned from Hertz in three days of seeing him, and listen, there's so many media here from so many different countries, you know, Denmark, Germany, Mexico, uh, France, uh, England. I mean, they've come from everywhere. And uh, he stands on that podium under the bright lights with, you know, 100 media members sitting in the audience asking, you know, the ability to ask questions. And he just seems to be the same guy. He hasn't flinched. And, you know, he's he's given the, the answers that he's given most of the season, just kind of calm, cool, collected, under under control, confident, uh, hasn't wavered from that. You know, you, you listen to his voice and it still sounds strong. It doesn't sound like it's got any breaks in it or, you know, nervousness to it. So, you know, he's been in big games, obviously. He, he led Alabama to a national title, and then he got benched at halftime of another national title game with Alabama in favor of uh, Tua Tungavailoa. So, you know, he's all these moments, I think, have kind of helped him prepare for this moment. Um, but, again, that media spotlight is brightest here than it is anywhere he's ever been. And I was impressed the way he handled himself. He didn't uh, – he wasn't anybody different than he is. And he was asked about his doubters that he's had uh, and continues to have. You know, he, he doesn't seem to get a lot of respect. You hear a lot of – 49ers talking about how if you make, you know, Robbie Gold, the kicker for San Francisco, says if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, you have a pretty good shot to have a good day as a defense. Now, you know, that's pretty disrespectful, especially coming from a kicker. Uh, but Hurts was asked Hertz was asked about that, and he said, you know, I had, I had a purpose long before anybody had an opinion. So, you know, a, a great line to say. Uh, and, he's, he, you know, he's just got this uh, – this, this this will to win mentality that you know if, unless you're like with him and seeing it and hearing it every day maybe you don't have a full understanding of but his will to win is really second to none uh and, and i think that's what carries him so uh, you know whether or not he comes out and has a good game or a bad game i don't know but i like the way he handled himself this week in, in front of the world's you know on the world's biggest stage really in this sport yeah, he's great to watch. He, he's a really humble person. And, and not that, that Patrick Mahomes isn't, but, yes, he, he is great to, to, to see that. Uh, we're talking with Ed Kratz, caught up with us yesterday on Saturday, uh, calling us from the desert out there in Arizona uh, as it's Super Bowl 57. And this is our annual Super Bowl special. Love doing this show every year. As you know, we're on Sunday today as opposed to Saturday. Uh, let's talk about some of the other storylines, if you will. Obviously, the big, the, one of the biggest uh, and I mean this quite literally, one of the biggest storylines is the, the, the sibling rivalry, if you will. Uh, you, you look at uh, – it, it, it was really the first. We know that brothers have played in Super Bowls. So both of them have played in their own Super Bowls. You know, then you had Eli and Peyton play in Super Bowls, but never they play, never have they played each other. Uh, so it will be another first for this year's Super Bowl. Obviously, I, I'm referring to Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and his older brother, Jason Kelsey, uh, obviously center for the Eagles. I guess the first question would be, and we were jokingly asked this earlier, Adam asked, because I just want to know what what his mom, their mom fed them as they were growing up, because they're big old boys. Uh, and uh, the Kelsey brothers, will, will uh, be, who between them have, have been selected to 14 Pro Bowls, uh, will be on the field, be the first time to be on the field at the same time. Uh, as a result, uh, and um, my brain went dead. See, this is what happens when I have to tape on a on a Saturday morning. Ed, no, I'm just kidding. But really, in all seriousness, both, both Kelseys have won a Super Bowl in their own prospective team. Uh, Travis will be appearing in his third NFL title game in four seasons, while Jason uh, returns for his second time in five years. 
you had a chance to you, all season long. Obviously, you've had a chance to uh, to follow the Eagle Kelsey, uh, but now you've had a chance to catch up with the brother Kelsey. Yeah, what's what's that kind of been like? Obviously, uh, they, they're brothers; they love each other. But you know, it, when it comes when it comes down to it, today is when it matters. So, uh, what, what's your take on the Kelsey brothers? Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're fun guys and. You know, you're right, you know, with, with his parents, Ed and Donna Kels, you know, you wonder, like, should they write a book on how to raise children? Because it's not just what you fed them, it's how you, it's how you raise them, you know? I That's mean, they, right. These, these, are, these are good kids. Now, I know, you know, Travis ran into some trouble at the University of Cincinnati and, uh, you know, with uh, illegal substances of some kind, and he got kicked off the team, and Jason had to go in and vouch for him, and you know, kind of plead that, hey, let's give my brother a second chance here. And Cincinnati did. And, you know, Travis took advantage of it. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun dynamic between those two. You know, I would, I'd recommend their podcast every Wednesday. They put out a podcast together called New Heights. If you haven't listened to it, it's very entertaining. And, yeah, uh, you know, the, the interplay between the two is, is terrific. Uh, but, you know, Jason Kelsey is trying to uh, get one up here on his younger brother. You know, he would love to have that Super Bowl ring first before his brother does. Because, you know, uh, Travis is probably going to have an opportunity maybe at one or two more. Who knows? I mean, Travis is 33, Jason's 35. Um, so you think Travis will have another shot. I, this could be the end for Jason Kelsey. He may decide to retire uh, after this Super Bowl. We don't know. But, uh, you know, he would love to say to hold this over his brother's head for the rest of his life and say, we beat you in Super Bowl 57. Uh, and here's the ring to prove it. Uh, and, and I'm sure Travis feels the same way. He would love to get one over on his big brother. So, uh, but again, it, it comes down to those two guys, not trying to do too much, right? You have to do your job. You can't do anything more than that. Uh, and, and we'll see who does it. But I, you know, I wouldn't want to be in Donna Kelsey's shoes or Ed Kelsey's shoes of the parents that have to watch this and, and uh, you know, try to pick a side as to who you want to win. Jason, Jason, Jason thinks his mom is rooting for Travis because he's the baby. He said, but, but then again, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's given her the grandkids and I know she loves her grandkids. So maybe she's rooting for me. Uh, yeah. She'll never, she'll never admit it. I, you know, it's hard to pick a side, but I think more than anything, she'll probably feel worse for whoever loses uh, than good for whoever wins. You know, she'll feel badly for Jason or Travis, whichever one, is on the losing side of the score on Sunday. I know she's been getting a lot of social media attention, and one picture I saw, uh, she had uh, both jerseys sewed together, so she's wearing both jerseys. I, I thought that was kind yeah. of, you know, so how that goes. It's always cool to, you know, but, you know, we saw the same thing in the uh, parent-children uh, relationship uh, with the Mannings. Uh, so, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves, and this is a Super Bowl special, but if you have you seen Peyton Manning's son play, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. That's another yeah. topic for another show. But he's already starting to be talked about. Hey, uh, there's another Manning in the mix. But there's also another Manning in the mix. So we're, we're not done talking about the Manning. So we'll we'll leave it at that for today. Fun, no. uh, a fun guy to watch. And you you know, he gets he gets it, it, a lot of people make jokes about. You know, the Kool-Aid man and this and that and the other. But Andy Reid, and you know him, and, and you've had a chance to get to know him over the years. Did you get a chance to catch up with him this week? I mean, uh, Andy Reid's quest to win a second Super Bowl trophy with the Chiefs will come against the team he spent 14 years as a head coach. I know you got to, to know him there. And in his 14 seasons as, as an Eagles head coach, 
recompiled one, 130, 93 in one record and made one trip to the Super Bowl, but was never able to bring the, the championship Vince Lombardi trophy back to Philadelphia. Did you get a chance to catch up with your friend Andy Reid, and, and what are his thoughts about this matchup? Yeah, just like, you know, in the podium situation, you know, nothing like one-on-one with Andy or anything. It was funny because I was on Radio Row on Friday, and, uh, you know, I'm walking around, and I see Andy Reid, and I'm like, oh, what's Andy Reid doing here? And I think I'm, I'm going to go over <laughs> and talk to him. And then, and then in that split second, I realized, oh, that's the fake Andy Reid. You know, that, that, oh. there's, there's a guy who looks exactly like him, uh, and that was him, you know, and, and radio stations oh. were interviewing the fake Andy Reid. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> so I always I get I always the, Oh, I'm sorry. I always enjoy Media Day and Radio Row. I, I had a chance to be a part of that when they were here when the Super Bowl was here in Indianapolis. People wear the weirdest costumes. It's it's kind of a fun thing to to watch and be a part of. Uh, but yeah, so I, yeah, you know, yeah. here's a question: If you call it a hot take or call it a question, here's the thing. Um, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been able to take uh, the Chiefs to multiple AFC championships, Super Bowls, only been able to win one. If they lose this Super Bowl to the Eagles, what does that? how does that cement their legacy? If, if they call this a hot take or not, if I'm a Kansas City fan and I'm looking at Andy Reid, you mean, okay, yeah, you get us to the cha- championship, but you've only got us one Super Bowl. If I'm a critical fan, which a lot of fans are, let's be honest, uh, if I'm a critical fan, and you, and, you, and you touched on this earlier in your conversation earlier, it's very hard to get back to the Super Bowl, let alone win multiple Super Bowls. But do you think the fan base will have some a sour taste in their mouth that Andy Reid cannot get them to another championship? I think you'll always have that segment. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very passionate fan base, Kansas city. I'm sure there's a segment of fans that would feel like, you know, Hey, you got us to the super bowl, but you can't get us over the top, but I'm not sure you should really call for like, you know, Hey, let's find a coach that can do that. I, I mean, you know, this is, I think this is Andy Reid's team until he decides to retire, um, win or lose, you know, what's better than having your team play in the Super Bowl for four seasons? I guess this is the third one for Andy Reid with Kansas City. Uh, you know, what's better than that? I mean, okay, yeah, we lost. Uh, we saw the Buffalo Bills lose four in a row in the 90s, right, with Marv Levy, uh, and what a kick in the head that was. That's, that's, that's a shame. But, you know, just to be here and experience this and, and play in the last game on the biggest stage in the NFL, uh, I, I would be happy with that if I was a fan. Um, now, if you flip that over to when he was in Philadelphia, he only got to one Super Bowl. So there was a segment of the fans that when he was getting, he got the five NFC championship games, which is fantastic, really. But he couldn't get over the hump except the one time. So uh, there was a segment of fans in Philly that were unhappy about that. And they thought, you know, let's, we got to find a coach that can get us over the hump and at least get us into the Super Bowl. Uh, but it's different in Kansas City because he has gotten over that AFC title hump, and he's in the Super Bowl for the third time with them and looking to win number two. Uh, and I don't think it would hurt his legacy at all if he doesn't. I think he's you know, right up there as one of the greatest coaches uh, of all time. And I, listen, I know you have to have a good quarterback. That kind of thing goes hand-in-hand hand with great coaches. You know, Belichick had Brady, and you know, uh, Lombardi had uh, Bart Starr, and you know, all these great coaches had great quarterbacks. So 
there's something to be said for Reed having McNabb in Philly and Mahomes in Kansas City, but he won with Alex Smith as well before Mahomes came on the scene. So I think he's one of the best coaches of all time, and you should be happy with your team playing in another Super Bowl because, like you said earlier when we started the show, it's just a fun thing to be a part of and, and to experience and to see. And, you know, he's, he's given his fans exactly that chance. So uh, it's, it's hard to be mad at that, I would think. But there are always going to be a segment of fans that will be. Uh, oh, yeah. Ed Kraft uh, joins us, uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. He uh, joined us yesterday on Saturday to tape this for us. We do, do appreciate this. One really final thought, if you will. This is going to be a battle between the two of the best teams in the regular season, both 14-3, and three, uh, and, and, and both have captured the perspective uh, conferences uh, to get the first round by and to get to the Super Bowl. This has all the makings and earmarks to be a very historical Super Bowl, if not one of the best we've ever seen. On the other hand, it also has all – when you have this much hype build up into two teams, it's that way with every Super Bowl, but it's a little different this year just because of they're, they're equal, if you will. There's the, the spread is one and a half. Uh, the Eagles are heavily favored. Uh, the over-under, I think, is somewhere around 50, the last that I checked before uh, we started uh, taping this segment. So I mean, this might change a lot for tomorrow, but still the Eagles are favored to win. Unlike last time they won the Super Bowl, they were the underdogs. and uh, So this has – the earmark and possibility of being one of the greatest Super Bowls we, we've ever watched or one of the most disappointing Super Bowls we ever watched. What's, what, if, you're, if you're in the whiteboard session with Andy Reid or uh, Sirianni and you're the offensive coordinator, imagine that. Just pretend with me. What are you doing to get your teams ready so that you're better than the other team? Well, yeah, again, I think it just comes down to sticking to your, to your routine, what you do, what you've done the previous 20 weeks of the season. You know, you don't want to deviate from that. Uh, you don't want to make the moment, you know, and I sound like you know, I'm spouting these cliches, but you don't want to make the moment any bigger than it is. Uh, you just have to stay within yourself and play your game, not try to do too much, uh, and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, but I think it's going to be a game, some in-game adjustments, uh, the coaching staffs, I think, are going to play a big role in how they adjust to what is taking place on the field. And, you know, you're right when you say there's a lot of, I guess, pressure to have a great Super Bowl here. You know, everybody thinks it's going to be this great, maybe last team that has the ball will win type Super Bowl. But, you know, we've seen these matchups before that have ended in, in blowouts. And you don't want that. You don't want a game to be out of, <clears throat> out of hand early and TV's clicking off. Uh, uh, you know, around the around the country. So uh, th- there is that pressure to have a great Super Bowl and to and to keep fans interested. And you know, I don't I don't know if it will be a blowout. Uh, I don't think it will. But you know, we've seen some massive Super Bowl blowouts before. Um, and I just hope this isn't one of them. Either side, you know, whether it's the Eagles or the Chiefs, I, I do hope it's close game. Teams have followed the routines. They're prepared. They're ready, and then you you try to adjust as best you can in game, uh, and, and see if you can't find a way to pull this thing out. So I think it'll be a good Super Bowl. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think, you know, I think we'll see a good tight, tightly played game, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope. Well, you know, the last time, just saying for if we're stating historical facts, the last time two top seeds, seeded teams faced off in the Super Bowl, was you guys. 
in the in the New England Patriots in 2018. Yeah. It was the last time two number uh, two top seeds faced off in the in the Super Bowl. They got to have a great plan, you know. In my in my real world job, we have a, a I work in sales, but okay, okay we have a uh, black picture, or whatever you want. That's uh, as you go into the main conference room area where it says. If you don't, if you don't have a plan for a goal, a goal is just a dream. So you've got to have that that, that game uh, plan. And I've been rehearsing that all week because I'm like, hey, that's a great in my podcast. That's that's a great quote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. it is. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the betting, and I'll let you go and, and get uh, out to pool side. Oh, you got other stuff too. <laughs> you, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't bring your golf clubs, did you, Ed? <laughs> uh, no. Hey, I, I tell not. you what, some beautiful golf uh, areas. I love to play golf, so I, I, that's beautiful golfing uh, out there. But, uh, you know, always the Super Bowl is a betting bonanza. Each year, this and this year won't be any different. This could be one of the – they said this could be one of the biggest um, bets, if you will, with adults. Um reaching close to a billion dollars in bets made across the United States, across different platforms, um, maybe even reach $16 billion. Uh, so this year's Super Bowl will also be the first one held in the state that offers legal sports betting. I didn't know that stat until I was reading that stuff over from today's show or or uh, taping yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts? You guys are favored to win. And I say you guys, I mean the Eagles, and then we're flying, we're flying Eagle Fly here uh, in uh, Indianapolis with with me and Melissa. And I know there's a lot of people I work with. We have a, a strong uh, presence in our Philadelphia office uh, people, uh, so there's a lot of Fly Eagles Fly. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're a betting man, sure not, or you shouldn't be at least for tomorrow or today or whatever. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, the Eagles are favored. I mean, you know, I, that's great for the betters. And that whole side of football has exploded with the betting and the legalization of it and all this and that. So that doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of people betting so much money on this game and the different prop bets that you can get. Um, and that's kind of what keeps fans interested, I guess, you know, is the betting and, uh, you know, the, the side bets, right, not just the winner or the final score, all that. Right. Yeah the bet on so many different things. Um, and I guess, you know, for some people that kind of keeps them interested. Um, but you know me, I'm just, I, I just want to see a good competitive game. That's what it's all about for me is watching, you know, guys compete, beat against one another. So, you know, I, you're right. I don't bet. And, you know, good luck to those who do. Well, we'll do a little fun bets with DraftKings and uh, we're going over to some friend's house uh, later on this evening. Sunday, uh, and uh, Melissa's making some awesome uh, uh, buffalo chicken dip. You know, most things that I make are world famous, but I'll give her the world famous buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> Food nice. is a very, very important part of the Super Bowl. Uh, what's your go-to? And i, I got to imagine that the media center at the Super Bowl is treating you very, very well. But what's your go-to if you're a fan at home watching the Super Bowl What's your go-to guilty pleasure, whether it be wings, pigs in a blanket, nachos, tater tots, fries, all the above? What is the one thing Ed Kratz has got to have on the Super Bowl? Well, I'm a wings guy. 
Tom. I love yeah, rain I know that. Shade. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, right. You do. That's right. Yeah, the Weber Grill there. But uh, that's right. I love wings. So I, I'm a wings guy. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll uh, air fry some wings. I think we did that last Super Bowl. Um, so we'll air fry some wings and we'll, you know, put some different sauces on them and uh, and have at it. So that's really kind of what we serve them. You know, I like nachos. Nachos are terrific. Uh, you know. Oh yeah. If if someone feels like making those, I'll, I'll eat them. Uh, but those are probably <laughs> you will put them down. Yeah, that's wings right. and nachos are my are my thing. Well, my jam. I do enjoy. I do enjoy Melissa's buffalo chicken dip, so she's making that. We're going over to some friend's house, and they're going to have the whole spread there and making some chili and stuff and wings, all kinds of stuff. So, And we're also doing – have you ever bet it with the squares where you randomly pick squares and you, it's like $5 a square and, you know, it's like the halftime score and the final yes. score and the prop bet, After. you know, and first interception yeah. and, and this and that and the other. So we're, we're going to be doing that just for fun. I, another very, very important part of the Super Bowl, one of my good friends, Gina, she says, well, not good friend, best friend. Every year she goes, you know, I hate sports, Tom. I don't like sports. I'm glad you do. I'm glad it's your thing. But Super Bowl, I'm always watching. I only watch for the for the halftime show. This year it's Rihanna. I, I, I kind of have been less than impressed somewhat by recent halftime shows, but they did a good job on – I guess bringing back uh, the classic hip-hop. You wonder, and maybe you've, you've been there, maybe you've heard some, some stuff or seen some rehearsals or heard some rehearsals. What are your thoughts about Rihanna and the halftime show? I don't know who else is going to be there with her, but um, the halftime show is uh, one of the biggest parts of the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll probably date myself here, Tom, but i got to be honest, I didn't, didn't know a single Rihanna song coming into the week, and I've since learned thanks to my daughter, that one of them is called Umbrella, um, yes. which, you know, you don't really need here in Arizona because I don't think it's rained for about three weeks. But uh, <laughs> that's all I really know. I mean, I didn't – there was a press conference for her earlier. I, I could have gone into it. But, uh, you know, I, I don't really know too much who she is. And I, I probably hate – you know, that probably makes me sound old and a stick in the mud. But uh, it's, it's, it's someone I'm not familiar with, to be honest. So I'll be interested to hear – how she sounds, what what her music's like, what the you know what the show looks like, because it is like you said, it's a spectacle, and you know it'll be a good show. But just don't know enough about her to uh, really be that excited about it. <laughs> well, I, I think one of the best halftime shows ever, uh, two of the best halftime shows ever, was U2 and when Prince, and they did the yeah. hologram of Prince and all of that. That those were really good. So, you know, it's something to be excited about, but I'll be honest, that's usually when I'm uh, indulging in whatever is there to eat and making sure that my koozie is filled. Yeah, <laughs> and there's right. always a happy, there's, a, there's, there's a tradition that we have, and we'll be doing it tonight as well. Uh, we do the halftime jello shots. So, you know, we got oh, the jello okay. shots already made. I, I got to try to stay out of them today. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you started day early, huh? That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, another thing, and I'll let you go. This is a very, very important answer. I know you're a dog person. God knows everybody knows I'm a dog person. Three dogs. My daughter has three dogs. My son has four dogs. So we are definitely a dog family. So there's something that we have to watch every year as part of build it up to the Super Bowl, and that's the Puppy Bowl. 
You ever watch the Pump Bill ad? Come on now. <laughs> uh, I probably have seen bits and pieces of the Puppy Bowl. I don't think <laughs> I've actually sat through an entire uh, Puppy Bowl game, but I have seen parts of it. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Uh, I Several years ago, I found it by accident, just surfing with my remote, trying to get a break from the day long, all day long coverage of Super Bowl, which will start at 1 o'clock on Fox, if, if those that are inclined to watch every single storyline that's ever been written. Uh, the Super Bowl, I found the Puppy Bowl. And I was like, you know, it, it's a fundraiser. The, the other part of it is all the money for advertising and all of this stuff, it goes to uh, the Humane Society shelters across the United States. The, and, and you can also adopt the puppies that are on the Puppy Bowl. So that's really the main purpose is to get them adopted. And we're we're big believers in the Humane Society. Notice that in the local news that there's a puppy from Indianapolis that's going to be in the Puppy Bowl. So there's your Super Bowl connection to Indy. Also, we have the Colts may not be there, but Babyface will be there singing America the Beautiful. Obviously, everybody knows he's from Indianapolis. So, hey, Indianapolis is being represented in the Super Bowl, Ed. <laughs> so, so there's somebody named Babyface who's singing the America the Beautiful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Did, I did not know that. He's a multi-platinum artist, multi-Grammys, yeah, and he's from Indianapolis. Okay, good. I'll keep an eye out for him. I guess he, he has a, a easy to spot, right? He's got a baby face. Is that the reason he's called baby face? I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't know the story behind how he got his name. but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but. Well, we, uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us today. Ed, what's on tap for you on the day before the big game? Big day. <laughs> well, I'll probably, you know, maybe I'll do a little souvenir shop and, you know, get the wife and kids nice. something. Uh, and, uh, you yeah. know, just kind of soak it all in a little bit one more time uh, before the game and, you know, get some stories out, you know, write some stuff. And um, just kind of more of the same, really, than earlier in the week. There's an Eagles pep rally that I might go and see if I can come up with a story. It's uh, in the afternoon on Saturday in Scottsdale, maybe I'll figure out if anybody wants to go to that and try to hitch a ride with somebody and head over there. But yeah, just kind of, kind of a free day without having to get on a shuttle bus and go to these media availabilities at the team hotels. Right. Uh, you know, it opens up a, a couple uh, hours of free time. So, uh, well, just I'm go sure out there by the hotel. Like. Go out there by the hotel pool. Open up your laptop. Get you one of those drinks with the little umbrellas, and enjoy your day, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Well, I did that yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay, great. I did great. that Friday. Well, yeah, so, well, there you go. That was, well, we appreciate yeah. we we appreciate you uh, taking the time to take uh, uh, the show with us today. Really excited about the game uh, later on this evening. Uh, I mean, later on tomorrow evening because we're taping now. It's all backwards, but we appreciate you taking some time on a Saturday to tape with us. Everybody will hear your awesome interview. Tomorrow on Sunday. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. Where, where, can, where can people find your work in masterpieces, sir? Yeah, Twitter at Kratzy, K R A C Z E or S I dot com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. You can hit me at either of those places. All right, Ed. Thank you. Okay, that's. All right, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles in SI.com, gives us a call from sunny Arizona where Super Bowl 57 is being played. We appreciate you guys joining us today. Oh, we had fun, didn't we? 
Uh, thank you, Adam and Adam, uh, for joining us. Adam Capper and Adam Jividen are usually our uh, college football co-pilot, uh, Browns, uh, Super Browns fan, Buckeyes fan, Guardians fan, Super Duper, uh, Ca- uh, Super Duper Cavs fan, and Adam Capper, big uh, Eagles super fan, joined us as well. Matthew Hicks, a local media icon, been around here for a long time, joined us and again helping us to break down. Uh, the the, sh- the the big game tonight. Tony Donahue from the Tony T podcast and Mo from the BS Sports Show, show and one hundred four nine the Eagle. Uh, so glad that he could join us as well. And of course, we just wrap things up with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. SI dot com. Make sure that you're you're following us on social media at T Balance, uh, Facebook the Balance. And, uh, you know, certainly go to our website, www.balancedsportscast.com. You can find all the archive shows there and certainly everything that's going on in our world. So we look forward to talking with you. Great Super Bowl. So as we know, and we've talked about the show, Rihanna is going to be doing the uh, halftime show. So we're going to have her take us out. Remember, have fun at your Super Bowl party. Don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm out of here, deuces. In my stones, let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down at the Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we go. We Rockefellers, we fly higher than weather. And deep clouds are better. You know me. In anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. Jay, Rain Man is back with little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where you?